0: Up, drink them down, whiskey and cigars all around.
1: Cheers, y'all.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio and internet program uh, known internationally as Smoking and Toastin', it is all about, f- uh, well... I forget what it's about. Chris, can you help me (laughs) find something or other? Yes, yes. I know what it's about. It's
3: about bashing your friends. That's right. That's right. It's about craft
2: beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. Welcome to show number one hundred and sixty seven. We are brought to you by B and B Butchers and Restaurant at eighteen fourteen Washington Ave in Houston, and in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth. BB Italia on Memorial in Houston, BB Lemon on Washington Ave, and the Annie Cafe and Bar on Post Oak Boulevard in Houston. You, uh, oh, you need I'll a, wait you need for the cutter. break. Oh, I'm, a, yeah, I'm good. It. It's all right. Go ahead. Uh, welcome to the show. It's show number 167. My name is Cruz. This is not my uh, erstwhile co host, Ian Berry. This is our good friend, Christopher Hart. A good friend. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. You've, I see. Always, <laughs> you've always been a friend of the show. I, you I, know
3: that. I, listen, I've definitely felt that way. Yeah, uh, I don't okay. know about you guys, but no, we'll we'll get there. Course, we'll get there. Of course. Yeah. I'm definitely not Ian. My hands are half the size of, of that bear. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs>
2: Ian is, by the way, on his way. He'll be here shortly. But uh, we wanted to go ahead and kick the show off. And I thought, well, Chris is here. We can just, you know, we can just talk about rums and whiskies and, and cigars until Ian gets it's here. It's my favorite thing to do. Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, show number one hundred and sixty-seven. It is Rum Month uh, on Smoking and Toasting, and this is our last show of the month because we'll take next week off for the holidays. So uh, that means uh, that I called Chris, who we've had scheduled to be on the show. Uh, This week for for a while now, I called him uh, during the week and said, hey, I know you're, you know, a whiskey guy, Um, you know, a whiskey expert for that matter, (laughs) which we'll talk about. Uh, You may not want to get into that until Ian gets here because I know you have some things to say about Ah, it. I've got some And you'll just have to repeat them for Ian. Oh, Docs, you're you're dead, buddy. (laughs) Docs. Oh, ducks! Oh, ducks! Oh, that was so much, so much fun. This, this is the guy uh,
3: coming from the guy who thought Game of Thrones was good this season. Oh, let's I mean, see, there you go. I don't know if I want to uh, hold anything he says with any regard, uh-huh. but I'm excited. And, and by he the way, loved
2: the finale of The Sopranos. Oh, Lord. <laughs>
3: Congratulations on 167.
2: Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, 167, which means we are starting to think now about show 200. You know, 100 was a big blowout. You were there. We we recorded for like 10 hours. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it went on forever. And it was funny because I was looking back at some some photos recently, and there's a great photo that had to have been uh, about, I don't know, maybe three hours into the show. And you are kind of leaning back in this photo, kind of like surveying the table like, What a bunch of people! And Jeremiah from B and B is talking on the microphone, and his hat is like completely slid sideways off the side of his head, and he is like eighty-seven sheets to the wind. It's a wonderful, uh, wonderful like photo that captured the very essence and spirit of that afternoon.
3: I absolutely agree. It was one of the (laughs) greatest uh, times of podcasting in Houston ever.
2: (laughs) Well, um, you're no slouch in this department, as you've got a radio show. And podcast whiskey neat. Thank you, thank and, you. And I, I always forget say, to push that. But. It is our it is our favorite show. Thank you. Besides so, your own, of well, course. Yeah, you know, but uh, but still, we you know we we keep up with yours uh, as much as we can. Podcasts can be hard to keep up with. You know, it's, I know uh, even our regular uh, listeners, I'm sure, don't catch every episode. So I,
3: I've talked about that. The idea that uh, when you start a podcast, you think about how much fun it is to sit and drink. You don't realize that it's forever. It's indefinite until right. you quit. It's every now, week how
2: long have you been doing whiskey neat now we
3: are at episode 95 okay this week this week is 95 i believe
2: so that's
4: quite a while we're
2: about to hit two years what's interesting i think about podcasting is there are hundreds of thousands probably millions of podcasts but most of them don't make it to episode 10 sure you know they they do what i guess the term is pod fade they Start. They have great ideas. They this will be fun, and then they find out it actually is. It's like, work. There's yeah. a bit of work to, to doing it. Not that I'm complaining, because our work is, you know, tasting rums and smoking cigars and whiskey, having sure. whiskey and stuff. But
3: well, you've got a great co-host. It, it's and and, and I cannot, that,
2: that really does help. I, I can, will say that yeah. I cannot
3: give you enough credit here. The the idea uh, originally whiskey neat was supposed to be with with two people, <laughs> and uh, the idea that you found someone like Ian that you guys are both equally committed. Right. And, and loving, and, 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 and you guys are equally invested in the mentality of
2: this is what we want to do. You made it sound like more of a couple than we actually well, are, there, but, uh, you know. Well, you guys are a family. I mean, yeah, you're well, pretty producer It, it is. Here, no, it, it, right? it definitely is family. You're right about so that. So
3: just the fact that you guys have done it so long, three, three, four... Four years yeah. coming you' you're in four you're in yeah. year four is it
2: really that long? Wow, I mean, I know it's a hundred I keep up with the number, but not the time well fifty two so th- yeah divided right.
3: by so you're at least in year three mm-hmm. or you've already hit three, you're in year four right
2: but but that's super Makes impressive sense. Wow, well it's you know what we have a lot of fun doing the show, and that was that was what I had said to Ian when I was talking about doing it in the very first place. I said, you know, if we do this right and I don't know if it'll be right to anybody else we do it right for us we'll just have fun every week talking about stuff we like and, and you know enjoying tasting stuff and, and smoking and that does make it a lot easier sure. but we're doing the guys that do these crazy and some of them are so good like podcasts about history and stuff I don't know how those guys do it because that's just I mean obviously they have a love for it or they wouldn't be doing it but that's work it's, you it's, know? it's, it's way, it's, way, way more much. research yeah. for us research is opening the bottle and you know trying it out for those guys, I think it's a lot, a lot more involved. So, anyway. not,
3: not doing not doing it yourself and having a team is, I think, the only way to to ensure longevity.
2: So, you, on the other hand, are doing the show yourself. No, and, I have a and,
3: team. I, Jack, yeah. Jack, my producer at ESPN, he's the head of digital media, something or other. He's fantastic. Uh, Brandon Strange. So, uh, at ESPN, we have a, a very close knit family that always has come through. I mean, we've had a couple interviews that were. You know, some decent sized names that I that well,
2: you've had some huge comedians on your show. Too. Well,
3: we had Polly Shore on last week, which is kinda weird. Uh, that, right?
2: And how did that go? Like for for you, was it cool or <laughs> okay, was it nerve wracking? Ner- oh. So I I don't Go check out the Polly Shore episode.
3: Yeah, yeah. So I don't really we couldn't use it for radio, first of all. Uh I here's my thing. I, I have always believed and we talked about this early on, because early on you had uh Slam Bobby Slam Duncan, yes. Right? he Was the and, first producer. And his belief was that there should be no cussing. And I've always believed (laughs) that if I'm going to have a comedian on, whoever it is, that they should be able to speak freely, regardless of what it is. And we'll clean it up for radio. Right. But we'll release the unedited version online. And Polly was – his choice of words and language was so graphic at times that we couldn't even use it for radio. (laughs) And so this week on ESPN, we're running a rerun. Yeah. And uh, first time ever. And then – and then we released the, the full thing online, and I and I I blushed a little. Some yeah, of the yeah. it just feels weird because even though I'm not the one saying the words, yeah, putting out some of the things that he said. Did you listen? To that? Uh, I no, I haven't yet. I, it's I, in my I, queue. I'll give it's you in that my cue. So we yeah. <laughs> I asked Polly, He's relatively unscathed in terms of no major controversies. He's been in this industry a long time. He doesn't really do True. drugs. He doesn't. Right. He doesn't really drink. Like for you to grow up at the comedy store that's rife with his Sam Kinison used to babysit him, and if you know Sam Kinison, he was yeah. a huge coquette right, <laughs> right, so for him to not have any vices is interesting yeah, it, it is interesting, so right. I mentioned the fact that he doesn't even have any divorces or kids, to which he explained why he doesn't have any kids, and that it usually involves the act of doing something to prevent them uh. Which I'll explain more off camera, yes, yeah, but, of but it, was so, it was so graphic. I just, all right, well, yeah. we can't use this at all.
2: <laughs> but It's kind of like when you listen to the radio edits of the hip-hop song. It's like, I can't figure out what this song's about. It doesn't make there's, sense. There's only, like four, uh, three, like, <laughs>
3: there's only like three or four words. <laughs> Speaking of which, I don't think you've talked about this on the show. Yeah. But you know how often I hear your voice? Besides weekly on smoking and toasting,
2: oh, but you must be talking about when you're in Specs. Every time I walk into yeah.
3: Specs, I tried to capture it on video the other day to post online as a yeah. give you a little tease and a little nudge. And uh, the Specs employee was looking at me like I was dumb, like I, you were, because yeah. I'm just filming myself staring up at a, a speaker. But <laughs> you're good.
2: you're the voice of Specs. Uh, well, music. Your friend Alan Denny told me that I got him in trouble in Specs because he tried to tell the uh, the clerk that was checking him out that he like he was buddies with the guy he was hearing, and the clerk didn't believe him. They almost got into a, uh, like fisticuffs.
3: Oh, really? <laughs> well, Al- Alan doesn't like to... Yeah. Don't call Alan a liar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and
2: Alan and fisticuffs are probably never that far no, off. You no, know, so, definitely uh, not. So anyway. Uh, well, we are uh, really excited about having you here. I w- oh, I was mentioning earlier, and I didn't finish saying it, uh, that I spoke to you early in the week and said, hey, since we're doing Rum Month, uh, I know you're you know, an acknowledged whiskey expert, but could I also happen to know you personally and know that you love rum. I love so rum. So could we uh, could we talk rum on the show? And so I brought a bottle of rum. Chris showed up with like nine. I, so, <laughs> six, six?
3: Five, six? six? Yeah, 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 yeah. Brought yeah, six. Looking good. All different so, areas that I think would
2: be interesting to, to discuss. Well, that's what is so interesting about rum because it does come from across the region and the different... Uh, the different regions produce some different flavors and some different uh, some different vibes. We got into this a bit when Docs was on the show. In between he him, did mention it. In between in him t- trashing you, that's he, uh, he mentioned some of the uh, <laughs> some of the ways him rum works. Uh, you know?
3: In between me blocking him on Facebook, he uh, he definitely mentioned that there's different <laughs> regions that have different terroir and and, and, and flavor. Commonalities.
2: So, I think that Ian will be here uh, by the next segment. He should be here like any moment now. So, we'll get into some of the tasting on the on the next segment. Uh, I will mention now. You haven't lit up a cigar yet,
3: right? Uh, Well, I I stupidly forgot to. I didn't want to light while you were doing the intro, and then I figured I'd wait to the first break. That's
2: never stopped Ian, by the way. (laughs) But it's all good. Well, I am. I want to talk a little bit about what I'm smoking because this is really interesting for me. This is okay. Perfect. This is. A Lars Teton's uh, Fat Cigar, um, and now I'm trying to look on the label to see. Because, oh, it's a shorty. It's a shorty. So Lars Teton's Cigars. When I first got into uh, cigar smoking quite a while ago, uh, a friend of mine kind of hip me to Lars Teton's Cigars. And at the time, I became a huge fan of them. They were a little bit expensive, but I'd buy them every once in a while and I would bring them uh bring them home and smoke them and they're very different and oh, oh well Ian this, Ian has arrived.
3: This is this is some bullshit right now.
2: <laughs> I just wanna say
4: w- what, check right here. This <laughs> is some
3: do you
2: not have a job? <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you not have a job ladies and gentlemen, Ian God uh Barry, it. uh co host of the it? show. And our uh our uh, show Public mascot, enemy number one, show mascot uh, Alan Denny <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> have wrong. have joined the show. Um, oh, oh, you're oh. going to give this? See, now this is like a big insult to Chris, actually, because Chris is our official guest. Something on the this show. show is really good at. Yeah, this is a, this Insulting is a Chris. This is that's what we do. Baby. Chris is our official guest on the show, and yet Alan, who is apparently crashing the show, welcome by the Pot way. crash. Yeah, crash. he's getting the wireless mic. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would it, if if I were Chris, I'd be a little like pissed the, off. The wireless that. mic well, has reached, reached status. Yes.
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a wireless mic. I mean.
0: well,
2: uh, so I mentioned at the top of the show that uh, Ian was on his way in, would be here shortly, but uh, I didn't know he would went searching through the. Uh, uh, the parking lot, looking for uh, he was slumming potential guests. He was slumming.
4: <laughs> he, he, well, I
0: mean, why did you think I was going to be late? It's not like I had to work. <laughs> oh well, see, you, you told me some story about about teaching guitar. I don't, you know. So. <laughs> no, I had a rehearsal. It's, uh, it's you know, it's okay. Christmas season, so we've been doing okay, a lot I mean, of rehearsal. All right.
2: So I tell you what, let's do. Let's uh, Chris and I have been talking for a while in this first segment. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk these cigars, and then we'll get into some rum because there's quite a bit of it here on the table. Plus. I haven't mentioned this yet, but I got some beers I think you may be interested in, gentlemen. Oh, uh, I'm all about that community brewing's Swill, They're Southwest Imperial Lager. Get it, Southwest yes. Imperial Lager Swill. Uh, they're from Dallas. Uh, this is a limited lager, uh, part of their limited series. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I just sometimes you look at the can, and you go, I think this is going to be good, and you have no real reason sure. why. Uh, so that's what I am expecting. Uh, Urban Artifacts Gramophone. Nectarine Midwest Fruit Tart American Wild Ale. That should be interesting. That's a mouthful. Yeah. And Ian, this is for you. Heathen Brewing's 2019 Reindeer Tears. It's the bourbon barrel aged barley
0: wine. I love the name of it. And you know I love barley wine. Well, that's
3: interesting. Didn't Buffalo Bayou Brewing have Reindeer Tears a couple years back and it got infected? I, I don't know. The answer is oh, yes. That oh, was, yeah. Sorry, wow. that was rhetorical. They did. Yeah, wow. So, so there's a well, which is actually quite common. because if you just look at Untapped, there's a lot of beers with the same name. We came up with Nice Guy Eddie for ours, and there's several other Nice Guy Eddies, so it's it's not uncommon. But but Reindeer Tears, Buffalo buyer Brewing here in in Houston, they uh, they did a barrel aged. It may have been a barley wine. I'm not yeah. sure. Called Reindeer Tears, and it got infected. But if you leave it in the bottle long enough. It's now good. It works <laughs> itself <Yeah>. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn yeah. those the- Brett
2: Namiases. They're like uh, they're like nanobites or something, you know, nanobots or whatever you. Yeah.
3: want to It's call like them. being friends with Alan Denny. You, <laughs> you hated it at first, but if you wait long
4: enough, he grows on it, you. He grows <laughs> on you. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I sure don't want him growing on me. Uh, we will uh, take a quick break and be right back, my friends. Just smoking and toasting. Thank you for joining us for Rum Month and for Show Number One Sixty Seven. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. It's smoking and toastin'. We are on show number one hundred and sixty seven and it's rum month. Uh the official title that I Rum wrote month. down on the show sheet here was Rum Month" continues with whiskey expert Chris Hart. I don't know if that is, that doesn't <laughs> no, even no, make no, sense. No, 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 no. no. that doesn't that wasn't even make sense. It's
3: whiskey expert and no. You see, you said it wasn't snarky, but I'm reading it and it's re- it's reading snarky. It doesn't
0: look. sarcastic to me. Yeah. What's yeah. this called? <clears 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 throat> throat> quotes. Wait, what does this say when you read it about yourself, snarky? Special
2: guest whiskey expert. Oh, it and there's actually an eye roll emoji right next to my name. have quotes right there. Is an
0: eye roll emoji? Is that
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back to the show, Ian. I'm thirsty, so let's go ahead and open this beer while we uh, talk cigars, just for a moment, if you don't mind. Man, I just um, got here, and you're I putting mentioned me this to work. off
1: air,
3: but this is my first cigar since I had some dental work. I'm nervous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't bother you, you trying to it, constantly keep your teeth clean. And well, yes, that.
2: But I, I thought you were worried it was going to hurt your teeth. It won't hurt your teeth. Sure. In wow. fact, in fact, smoke can be the smoke can actually be good for uh, like if you have like. Like a toothache or something. Sometimes holding the smoke in your mouth will uh, will chill
4: it out a little bit. Truth, so, yeah. Truth, yeah. Did it y'all see? Like you see the rating? This sounds morning?
2: like some. Uh, uh, no, in fact, I, I'm about to about to click. You talking about cigar of the year? Yeah, cool. yes yeah. here. So I'm about to uh, about to click on it here. It's uh, it's something I thought we would discuss. They
4: actually do uh, not have it here, which surprises me greatly.
2: <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, all right. The aging room. I was wondering because that was one of the ones that. Uh, that got the Aging Room cuatro Nicaragua Maestro. That was one of the ones that got um, one of their highest ratings during the year. Yes. And I noticed Cigar Aficionado does their top cigars of the year. Uh, I noticed that they'd revealed everything up to number one and that it wasn't in any of those. And I thought, ah, there's a good chance that's going to be, be there. So, so the number
4: one cigar of the year.
3: Yeah, Well, why are you excited about it?
4: I'm not. Oh. Oh, not you're, at all.
3: You're skeptical are skeptical. So order? you're
4: not a we're fan? Not at all. all right, that's where a, a bunch That's what of, I was looking for. So <clears throat> I will say that the cigar aging room is now owned by and distributed by Altidus, right. which is Monte Cristo, Roman and Sure. No,
3: not Nat Sherman.
4: Well, who, wait, who's <laughs> what? who's the... I thought it was uh, Nat Sherman. I was trying to work in a Nat so, Sherman So being here at Casa de friend, Monte Cristo, whose parent company is Altidus, I thought for sure they they don't have any of them. They have yeah. And... But I have, I've talked to several people in the industry from last night and this morning, and I kind of had a, an inside information last night of what it was, and it was correct, and everybody was asking me, hey, do you think it's me? I was like, no, it's not that. No, it's not that. And when it got released this morning, there's a huge divide. It's not like Encore last year, or even, you know Angel Share and the um, Andalusian Bull
1: mm-hmm. were
4: both, no one was like, no, this shouldn't be it. It was like, it's too hard to get. All number ones are hard to get, but those were exceptionally hard. Encore, I think, deserved it, but this year, they're like, it's very divided. It's either, ah yeah, it's a pretty good cigar, or are you kidding me? They paid for this. Yeah, wow. yeah. Yeah, wow. someone got a check from does, it. Does someone this have... is
3: like the Crown Royal <clears throat> Harvest Rye when it won Whiskey right. of the Year. There's there, there's a
4: <laughs> warehouse of aging room Nicaraguan somewhere that Altadus wanted to unload before the Chinese sale goes through after the first of the year. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well, this is, uh, this is good controversy
2: here. And it isn't even about you being a whiskey expert. So uh, let's go through the top 10 real quick because they are, they are all announced. At number 10, the H. Upman 175th Anniversary Churchill. Uh, Alan has talked to me about how great this cigar is. Cigar. I have one in my humidor. Adam actually uh, gave it to me. It was for my birthday, right? Yeah. And still in the humidor. I have, I'm, I'm like waiting. For the right moment, uh, because it's supposed to be really good. And it's an A.J. Fernandez blend. No, I haven't blend, tried that so. one yet, either. So I'm, I'm looking that.
4: forward to it. It's, it's really good.
1: At
2: nine, Tatuaje uh, Nevitas oh. Ibarro, number one. Uh, at eight, the Fuente Fuente Opus X Reserva de Chateau. Uh, the Iluzone Epernay 10th Anniversary de Osta. Uh, de Aosta. De, de, de How do you say D apostrophe A-O-S-T-A? De Diosta. De Osta. Okay. The Oliva, Siri V, Lancero, uh Siri 5 is number 6. Rocky Patel's ALR, a second edition Toro. You've reviewed that yeah, on the yeah, show. Yeah, just recently, yeah. That comes in at number 5. Uh, at number 4, the Cuban Cohiba Robusto. Uh, at number 3, the Warped, Siri Grand Reserva uh, eight, uh, 1988 Robusto. At number 2, the Padron, Siri 1926, number 6. And at number 1, the Aging Room, Quattro, Nicaragua Maestro, the Cigar of the Year, according to Cigar Aficionado. But apparently not according to Alan Denny. No, definitely not. Yeah, so Definitely interesting. not. Uh, but there you go. The cat well, is out of our, the bag.
3: As our good friend Wade has pointed out many times, most of these competitions entail submissions it's and...
4: N- not, not CA. It's really weird. I'd love to do... Well, someone a, received the check. I'd love to do a <laughs> podcast with one of y'all on exactly how... CAs, done. It, it's actually, when the guys and ladies that are reviewing these cigars, they actually do not know. Now, here's the thing. Once they're reviewed, the so they, they have to they, get they a... They take the bands off. Them, right, right. They take yeah. a band off. There's a whole lengthy process, and I, I'd love to go over it. And then, if it gets a 90 or above throughout the year, either in Cigar Aficionado or Cigar Insider, Insider which is right. their online mm-hmm. publication, if it gets a 90 or above, then it's re-reviewed Later in the year for number one. But once those are re-reviewed again, Marvin has the final say on who gets number one or number two or number three. Marvin Chankin, who's the executive editor of
2: Cigar Aficionado. So, Alan, we've talked about this actually on the show before, but you were working for uh, E.P. Carrillo when the E.P. Carrillo
4: Encore got number one. Last year, yeah how much did you guys pay for that uh nothing you know we actually do not we had shut down a lot of our advertising budget so for that but what it, what is interesting is you've talked about what it meant in terms of sales the following year massive the herein lies the problem with the, it it was massive uh, you know I paid for my house encore paid for my house this year um, wow. But I will tell you, with a company like Aging Room, because there's such a controversy on this, there's not a doubt in my mind that shops all over the country are calling their local Alta's rep. Here it's Candace. I am sure that they are calling going, hey, I want 20 boxes of Aging Room. I want 10 boxes of Aging Room. But it's not a cigar that really has name recognition. The the cigar that I really thought was going to get number one, and I was shocked on on Monday, I thought it was going to be that H. Upman.
1: I really yeah. did, yeah. and
4: but uh, I, you know I thought this is AJ's year. You know, between between it being an altidus product and it being a collaboration with AJ, that's where everybody thought it would be, and that
2: came in at number ten. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Uh, all right, so not to switch gears too quickly away from it, but Chris has already tried the logger, so maybe you it's great. S- speak first about it, this is community brewing out of Dallas. This is a limited. Uh, Ian, take a look at the can and tell us. A little bit about what it says, but it's a limited series uh, from these guys. And it is a. Uh, uh, I looked at the can and thought, this is going to be good. It was one of those
0: moments, this you know? It's a community beer company small batch series, SWIL Swill, Southwest Imperial Lager. Cold and crisp. Wow. It's a, and, that's a great uh, see, yard beer. Swill, yeah. mm. absolutely. Has the beloved attributes of traditionally clean, crisp, and refreshing lager with a Texas sized twist more substance, bigger flavor, and just a touch of sweetness to get us through these long days and a smile on our face and a cold beer in hand. It is, however, at 8.7%.
2: For a lager, that's pretty serious. Wow. That's a big lager yeah, that's pretty right high. There. Yeah. Well, you can tell that it's this got was- some body to it, you know, because yeah. uh, it has a little more bite than your typical uh, Miller Lite, let's say. But uh, but it's it I think it's delicious. It's got it's really full good. of flavor, but it still is crisp and refreshing. And very crisp. Very, yeah. very crisp. Yeah, lots of uh uh I a, a little surprised that it came out this time of year, uh because it seems more like a summerish ish. Sure. Spring uh, sort summer. It's got yep.
0: just a touch of uh resinous finish on it too, that's kinda interesting in and A little good bit way. of hoppiness, yeah. Uh,
3: you know yeah. what I think would so I, I've been admitted and I know this gets me murdered on this show, but I don't go to baseball games often. I think the only way to watch a baseball game is in person. TV's horrible. But in person, a great, like a weakness I have is a old school red label Budweiser. The well, original. You're at, well, While you're at the, uh, well, I'm, I'm at the baseball game. If sure. I'm going to have a beer, but luckily, Carbach has done a lot at, you know, so you get a little bit of craft back when it was craft you mm-hmm. You'd get some options at the at the ballpark. And this would and be fantastic.
1: It, at a baseball a game. This would be great agree, yeah. baseball. Yeah, danger, I know I was committing
3: a lot of a heresy in the beginning part of that story, hey, but listen. but Swill is uh that's a fantastic <laughs> baseball beer.
2: Listen, there's no beer. issue with a Budweiser. A Budweiser is what it is. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. There's much better beers. Yeah, he's furious right now, but there's not anything wrong with, with it. <laughs> you, you've, you've enjoyed a cold. You've enjoyed a cold Budweiser. Our problem is the parent company's duplicity more, yeah, 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 of yeah, the yeah. parent company yeah. and the way that they, the way that they like to advertise, basically that you're an idiot if you want a better beer. And then they spend billions buying craft brewers, Beards. to and and in many cases. Stepping in and adjusting uh, what There's those craft breweries do, so that the beers are not as good, or that beers that are maybe more expensive to make. Sympathy for the logger. L- I'm a
0: little angry with ABM because sympathy for the logger. Just as soon as they bought it, they were like, "Nah, we got a logger. That's gone." Yeah. And sympathy for the logger was great, no, but Yule Shooter was fantastic.
3: And now it's an Irish red copper ale or something. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. and it's yeah. garbage. Yule was good. Yeah. should try yeah. was fan- It was my favorite part. We used to do two things in your beer journey back in the day. We used to love Christmas time shiner series, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd go, there'd be a new shiner out.
1: Mm-hmm. It's got
3: peaches in it and elf tears and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> reindeer tears. <laughs> yeah, reindeer tears. Mm-hmm. And uh, You'll Shoot Your Out was one of those fantastic Christmas style, loves, yeah. likes a, lo- loves a, lots of spice. And then I got it right after the ABV Embev buyout. Mm hmm. It was undrinkable. Not the same. It was was literally undrinkable. I was a
2: big fan of the Big and Bright, uh, because I like that grapefruity um, IPA. And it's still not bad, but it is not as good as it was. And we were told, off the record, uh, so I can't tell you who it was, but we were told that AB InBev said, yeah, you don't need to put that much grapefruit in. I know who it was. And they cut back the... I can guess. You can say it. Well, if
3: I guess, will will you be honest? Sure. It's uh, your buddy over at uh, 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 Eureka Heights. Is that who it was,
0: Ian? I don't remember. I just met no, him I for the first
3: remember. time of the other night. We talked about you guys. <laughs> so I met him at the, the fantastic event that Allardyce put on at the oh, Glomphitic yeah. event. Oh, yeah, so you
0: met, you met Joel. Yeah. Joel,
3: that's yeah. his name. I met him. Uh, couldn't be a nicer guy. Loved him. He said he knew you guys, and so we spent the whole night kind of talking and from, so, from part of the night that I remember. So he clearly, actually
0: admitted
2: that he knew us. Clearly he knew then that you were a whiskey expert.
3: Well, he didn't know who I was,
0: so I, find I, that hard I to had introduced myself. I handed, oh, I find him, find I, I handed
2: him a copy
3: of Texas Monthly, and then I said, <laughs>
0: <laughs> "Open to the page, open On to the ground. page, <laughs> open to the page with the red sharpie circle." Yeah. <laughs> I
3: also
2: I pushed him hard. I said, "You guys need to do your own show of beer." So just for anyone who doesn't know what we've been referring to here, and we have talked about this on the show before. But case, that's a good podcast in, in host, host apart from me.
3: Can, I wouldn't have been mindful of that, but go ahead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, in case you missed this, uh, Texas Monthly Magazine did a really interesting uh, story uh, several months ago about Texas whiskey. And it was a well-timed article because Texas whiskey has really – you know, really surged in the last couple of years. Some of the best, I think, bourbons and whiskeys that are being made right now in the United States are coming out of Texas. Uh, Garrison Brothers, there's Whitmire's, there's so many great ones that are uh, are coming out of Texas right now. And there was a sidebar to the article where they uh, asked someone who was in the know about Texas whiskey to name some of their favorites and say a few words about each. And the person that they asked was our good friend and host of Whiskey Neat, Chris Hart. And in that article, I didn't make this up. Ian didn't make it up. In that article, they referred to him as a whiskey expert.
3: I... I uh, they did they did I did not ask them to believe it or not. What school did you go to by the way? <laughs> Doctor yeah. Whiskey Esper, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> MD, MD. Uh. <clears throat> so so
2: Chris has been you know catching up on episodes of the show where we've made some reference to that. Lots of lots of references. Lots of references. You should. My yeah.
3: journal is full of entries from you guys. <laughs> we always plug your show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, do. uh so what's it's always uh, an aside. It's like this piece of shit. But hey, he's a good guy. <laughs> he's a good guy. He's a, just a good say guy. This. Really. Guess what, Doc said. He he said all this, all these things about me having opinion, which I want to talk about. We'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Chris has all these opinions and said all these things, and he's like, you know what? But t- in his defense. He's never said anything that wasn't true. They're just like trying to backpedal
0: a little bit. <laughs> well, you are a guy with opinions. That's
3: one of the I reasons I think we, I'm that opinionated. That's I one of the reasons legitimate. we on the show. Name one thing so, I've been so overly So your opinion about.
0: about your own opinionation is that you're not that opinionated. That's what i are getting at. That's <laughs> correct. <laughs> How repetitive of you. <laughs> well, our show is repetitive. It is repetitive, you know, fu- as you know.
3: Funny story. So uh, the guy, at, his name's Eric Benson, that wrote that article for Texas Monthly. Did a fantastic job. He had been studying it. I thought it was it. a good article, yeah. He had been writing that article for months. He actually talked to me about the main article. I, was on, I spent several phone calls pontificating and giving my opinions and then all of it was cut out. So, <laughs> so, so. Uh, but I connected him. He didn't know about Travis Whitmire. I said, "You got to talk to Travis." And Travis gave a ton of great opinion. And then shortly thereafter, joined the the Texas uh, Whiskey Association. And he, uh, I, did we think we connected him to the Devil's River? Yeah, Devil's River guy, Mike Cameron, as well mm-hmm. too. So, yeah. it was. I thought the article was fantastic. I was very honored to be a part of the little sidebar asking my opinions of, of who's doing it right in Texas right now. And uh, yeah, it was fun.
2: So why do you have trouble uh, with your now official title of whiskey expert?
3: I, I didn't even think twice. I let it roll off my back. It's not the. It, it's just like this. I, I, I give you. Let me paint a different picture here. <laughs> I, I was in a job interview once, and uh, I farted. At a job interview. At a job interview. That's a thing. Now, typically. If it's that's quiet. not what I expected him to yeah, say, but yeah, that, yeah, no. I know, I know. <laughs> Typically, if it's quiet, you just let it go; it's no big deal. But if it draws attention to itself, yes, all of a sudden it's a thing. Right. So all he could do is laugh and <laughs> take it on the chin when your best friends Ian and Cruz make fun of you for being a whiskey expert for <laughs> okay. a couple Did months. You get the, the job. No. <laughs> I got you, the job. You've <laughs> been there ten years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the greatest ever. Uh, well. We can't make this up. No, you
2: can't. You can't make anything like that up. Um, Chris, I know that your area of expertise
0: is whiskey. Okay. But uh, do you have 10,000 hours in whiskey? (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't doubt Uh, it. I've got 10,000 hours of admitting HBS, if that counts. (laughs) Yeah, no. Uh, We're talking
2: about (laughs) just take care. Uh, uh, But... But uh, I know you to be a guy that knows a bit about rum, too. And you and I, I I'm sat and had some long and wonderful conversations That's one thing I've rum.
3: loved about you guys. You guys are a lover of all things, but I know that rum and tequila especially rum, are your...
2: And rum and tequila yeah. are, are big, big happy spots for me. So, oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, you brought a number of different rums. Where should we start on this rum journey? Because you you've brought representations of a number of the different places... Where uh, rum is distilled.
3: Yeah, so uh, we talked about this briefly off air, but I think that Texas was destined to be a rum state, not a whiskey state. I think that we had two companies open their doors about 12 years ago that decided they wanted to make whiskey, and thus the whiskey revolution was born here in the state. kind of started it, yeah. That would be Balcones and Garrison Brothers. But if the companies had been rum companies, our climate is more closely related to rum, and some fantastic rum comes out comes out of the state. Mm-hmm. I brought with you with me today uh, something that debuted at the Whiskey Social last year, and that is a white rum, unaged oh. from Andalusia. Andalusia is made here in the state of Texas. They're part of a Texas Whiskey Association. They're honest. They're transparent. And that's what I poured as soon as we sat down. It's not even really out yet, but it's 100% made from Texas sugarcane, Agricole rum at 117 proof
0: oh wow so coming in, huh? sip,
3: yeah.
2: this sounds like uh something you might like.
3: so, sip slowly yeah <laughs> and i've had this bottle for a few months and have waited to open it and i know we've got a few things so i'm pouring light here
2: so is this is this something that you are uh that is
0: coming out soon
3: i think you I'm can get sure it from the it distillery can. they'd have to double check and make sure Okay. I'll, I'll check with Ty.
0: I can't quite make it to the camera because I'm tethered. You Hold on. I feel like you had a wireless microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, man. So that's that's their rum. It went over like gangbusters at a Texas event. Texas, at a whiskey event, people went crazy over it. It's fantastic <laughs> in cocktails. And, of course, any time you have uh, high-proof, delicious rum to make into I've made uh, daiquiris with it. With it.
2: I can see why this is a rum that, that whiskey fans would like because oh, yeah. it, it drinks more like a whiskey than, than many rums do.
3: It's, uh, it's gone over well. Unaged. I'd be interested to see what happens mm-hmm. in a barrel with some caramelization of, of sugars mm-hmm. of wood, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, I figured we'd start there. So then I also brought some Coroni. Caroni is probably one of the, I would say, arguably, maybe the Stitzel Weller of, of rum. It was a distillery that closed down. It's Trinidad. It's fantastic. And every once in a while someone will release an eighteen year old version of it from Leftover Stocks. That's just that's seventeen years old. It's just tremendous. Tastes like a rubber tire fire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in, in 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 a in good the
3: way.
0: Best in way. Good in way. the best possible way. In the best way. It's like you well, can't look away from it. It's still burning. Uh, we will
2: also be getting to this before the show is over. I brought this one. This is a uh it's a Goslings old rum. It's their family reserve and it is uh, from uh, Hamilton, Bermuda, and so I'm excited for you guys to this. I could not wait, actually, after I got it home. Am I setting that into a cup there? Uh, I could not wait, a, uh, actually, when I got it home and have sampled that, so I'll be curious to
4: see what you guys think. But, yeah, the Andalusia, this is this is terrific. <clears throat> so going back, do did, did they have any plans to barrel this and see what happens? So
3: I, I'm I'm willing to bet they – or they debuted it at the social? It didn't even have a label on it. If you notice, there's no barcode, so this wasn't sold. This is an official pulled uh, situation. So I would imagine they do. I know that Balcones, for a long time, has talked about releasing a spirit, but they don't want to release vodka because it's garbage, and vodka is garbage.
2: So, but this is Chris Hart, who's not a
4: opinion-, opinion vodka expert either. Yeah. No, that's that's um,
3: true. I mean, it didn't take. Oh, oh, see, see this, is, this is why it's fun. <laughs> well, so, are you
0: suggesting that you just take a whiskey expert and distill all the flavor out of it? That, that's correct.
2: That's exactly
3: <laughs> what it, it <laughs> is.
2: See,
0: it's to show that this
2: kind of stuff happens. <laughs> I just have to point that out. And maybe, maybe that's the you know the expert coming out. I
3: distinctly recall me trying to temper, temper attitudes and moods over a certain discussion. About cigars and that Sherman a while ago. I remember well, you being very you know, angry well, because and opinionated. You, you I and,
2: and our friend Alan here decided to play the role of apologist. Oh on no! The, on that situation. I don't
3: apologize for anything. That's my wife. Uh, I, 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 sorry, I, Molly. I, I help me out here. I, I, I have to say I was there. I <laughs> temper. I temper attitudes. I
2: don't encourage attitudes. I actually, Emotion. Couldn't, I actually <clears throat> couldn't figure out where it was coming from, and then I realized later. That guys we're basically offering some protection for a guy that you like a lot. Yeah, you see, see,
3: you know what worked? Ha- oh. uh, for-
2: <laughs> and I this. figured out that's where that was. Let's do this. Am I what wrong? Was that
3: you know what was a classic, a classic move in the in the in the in, the, in '90s television sitcom television? You'd have someone, uh, a, a, your sister, she would be dating a boy. And the boy would be a dirt bag, and you'd go and you'd tell her, "Hey, he's a dirt bag. I saw him cheating on you." And she, instead of believing you, would accuse you of being jealous.
0: And then you'd be on Geraldo. Correct. <laughs> yes. No, dude. That, okay. That's what
3: this is. I I am the I strive to be objective, and although I love our good friend, who shall rename, remain nameless,
4: who Brandon Luna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's not even with them anymore, so it doesn't matter. I
3: I was strictly the, in this in our current culture, we are so apt to become infuriated and. Uh, apply uh, assert uh, what's what's that uh, terminology assert Outreach. intention assert intention, intention. like okay. you go to a restaurant and someone screws up something you assume they did it on purpose despite you versus human error sort of thing i was trying to give nat sherman the benefit of the doubt because the way i read the letter was it had no, i would never go on this great international program <laughs> And defend someone just because he's my friend. I, I don't even like Brandon that much. I like Alan Moore, and I hate this guy.
4: <laughs> it's all because of Michael Herklotz. We Next week, truth. we're going to get Brandon on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: so,
2: well, and Brandon has a standing invitation to come on. We we love Brandon. But, look, uh, go back and rehash all of that. But I kept, I kept saying then, and I will say it now, what was wrong with the regulations that we had?
4: We shouldn't have any.
2: Well, or, or at the very least, we shouldn't have more than we have. Sure, you know, and and uh, and the parent company that owned uh, Nat Sherman—they're trying to spin them off now, but the, but they 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 came out in favor of the legislation. Yeah, and all I said was, I won't be
3: buying any more of their cigarettes. I don't have any disagreement with that feeling. That feeling is fine. Have you guys talked about on this show the the ordinance? Uh, it's statewide, right? Well, you have to be 21 now. It's fiction to be
4: nationwide. you yes. very, very soon. Have yes. you yes. talked about
3: that? Yeah, is that is is, yeah. as infuriating as it is to me? I th-
0: Sign up your life to the army. That's exactly, exactly my yet. point. Like, I think if eighteen is the year that you can decide the rest of your life with one single career move, if you can if vote, you should probably be able to do. Yeah, if you can vote, if you, if you can, can vote,
3: vote to change how this country is run, and you can die for this country, you should be able to to smoke a cigarette.
2: What do you think about driving? Should you be able to at eighteen as well? Well, it might as well move
3: well, it to twenty one well, too. They moved it. Do they move it to eighteen? Because when I was a kid, it was sixteen to drive. Right.
2: So is it what's the what's the law now? Well, it's eighteen now. It's eighteen now, yeah. right? It's it's sixteen if you have. you're gonna get a learner's permit. I right. think it's.
3: I think that's I think that's fair. Specifically, maybe not as fair when when we were younger in the Midwest when cell phones weren't so prominent. Mm-hmm. But right now, just trying to get my phones out of my daughter's hands, I I, I would be concerned with with. I think eighteen Driving. to drive is is fine now, if they're trying to move it past eighteen to drive, they can kiss my ass. I'm very much against that
2: all right, do you uh, think it should be older again no i'm I'm just saying if you are it, it seems arbitrary to me the way that Agreed. the ages are assigned, and I was like, well, you can drive here, you can vote here, you can, uh alcohol or tobacco until here, like it's like at at a certain point you either are an adult or, or you're you not. Are not agreed that's that's all i'm saying but that's how that's
3: how the whole you know age of consent thing is like when i see people send make memes about when hannah montana turned 18 i'm like that you're you're 45 years old
2: that's creepy and
3: a week ago she was 17 so now it's okay to have the thoughts you know
2: you were already having you pervert <laughs> like i don't really i don't yeah. really get that yeah, I understand. I Arbitrary
3: understand. is definitely accurate an accurate descriptor.
2: These I, I just want to point out that one of
4: <laughs> the so up until uh yesterday, the day before, when I was asking Ian where can I go pod crash at? We had talked about this was probably gonna be at the studio. Do you make everybody listen to the podcast at the studio while you're recording?
2: Oh no, absolutely not. Now there are some people in the office who will tune it in. And I have my suspicions about why they do that, and uh, part of the reason is I think they listen in to see what kind of beers and spirits we are sampling, because they know when the show's over they can probably come in and try some. Yeah. Sure, uh, sure. I, I think that's. Get the right person. But no, no, there. we don't, we don't, we don't force anybody to to do it. I mean. I'm pleasantly surprised
4: if we have three people that want to listen to the show. I mean, that's just that's just the way I. am. Hey, when I when I got out in the parking lot waiting for Ian to get here, there were 14 people watching. Well, see, what do you, you
3: what do you totally off on a tangent here? Our good friend Doc's here. What did you guys think of that Ambarana cask? Because he brought that rum in for you week, and I couldn't have. Uh,
2: I, I thought it was great.
3: I I am in love with it. It's so bizarre. It's like coconut, almond, <laughs> and I like. I like hearing other people taste it for the first time in their reaction. Well, I, I th- that was what we
2: said was Almond Joy, right? Yeah. 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 I, I thought it was great.
0: That was I the mean, that was the 18-year-old, right, that you're talking about?
3: No, it was the Guatemala
0: XO.
2: That, yes, that remember he, from when Docs was on.
3: Yeah, in the Blue Label. and uh, it had Oh, kind of a, I'm a week off, sorry. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, now I remember,
2: yes. It
0: yeah.
3: had uh, coconuts and kind yes. of like an Almond Joy. Really interesting wood note from
0: the... Yes, there was a little astring of it, too interesting dox is always fun too.
2: he's always fun, and, yeah, he's you a know.
0: garbage human, but go ahead <laughs> <laughs> see I said nice. he said kidding. nice things about kidding.
3: you i oh, like I cool. like garbage no, I'm just kidding <laughs> 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 I'm kidding, Dox knows I'm kidding, I like him he I, I dox has been one of my and I don't say this publicly very often, but he's one of my uh whiskey industry Yodas yes, you know, so when you kind of force your foot in the door into an industry that wants nothing to do with with outsiders. You know, the three tier system right. is very strict in how yep, they yep. the way they operate, you know. And anytime I've been unsure of something or And that has been Greg Doxakis and Danielle Story from William Grant. Okay. So they've been doing this a long time. Distributor, the supplier level, so it's time I'm unsure to deal with something which is less and less as time has gone on. But they've always been really, really good to me, so I I do love them. Does that make
4: you baby Yoda?
3: That makes me baby Yoda.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I think Chris likes coming on our show because (laughs) when when we're on your show, you really do play much more the role of the host, the expert. Like when you're here. A bit more you, loose you seem like you, yeah you seem like you're free to say whatever you want to say <laughs> I, I listen i got some things i'd like to say right now all right no, i'm well, just kidding <laughs> uh, well, well, I tell you what, we'll get into those in the next segment so the, well the whiskey social is how we met in the first place you came on the show uh and you had the event coming up we wanted to talk to you about it and uh, give you an opportunity to promote it and that was that was how we met in the first place oh, so, right. six, six weeks, weeks out. away six yeah, weeks yeah. Out. right so there's lots to talk about and we'll do more of that in the next segment it is smoke it is rum month, December. We have more rum. We have a lot more rum to taste. Man. And I'm excited about it the next Question: second,
0: What to do with a drunken sailor? Uh, we'll try to answer that by
2: Christmas. That is our plan. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back at Smoking and Toasting. <laughs> Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting. We are on show number 167, and we are brought to you by B&B Butchers and Restaurant, 1814 Washington Ave in Houston. And in the shops at Clear Fork. In Fort Worth, Um, we are about to go through an interesting time for whiskey distillers. Uh, There is a um, it's been it's been a very good time for whiskey distillers from a price standpoint uh, for a while because there's been a uh, a, a statute that has kept their uh, costs down, their tax costs down, pretty dramatically. That statute is about to expire. It needs to be extended by any expectations it would be extended, but Congress is doing this thing now. Oh, I don't know what is it. Oh, oh yeah, impeachment, and that's got them completely locked up. They're not doing anything else right now. And this tax, taxes, could go up if this expires, four hundred percent. So let me, as a whiskey expert, do you want to speak to that? Yes. So
3: literally, as we've been uh, recording. Uh, It was extended.
2: Oh, it was. See? Yeah, so extended. And this is why you have a whiskey expert on the show. Super fresh news. That's why you have a whiskey expert on the show, because he is up to the minute.
0: He didn't even look at a device. You know, this is just beamed into his skull. Right,
3: exactly. Well, we've got great people like Mark Schilling from the Texas Distilled Spirits Association, who's been up at, uh, you know, what do they call it, Capitol Hill. Yes. The last, uh, he's been fighting the good fight. It has been reduced. Um, Just to give you an example, and I can kind of speak to this because it's the only thing I could speak to in terms of uh, our rum that's coming out. Mm-hmm. The tax per bottle... Speaking
2: of rum, don't spill that on yourself. I
3: definitely won't. Uh, our taxes per bottle were... Ex- now, I know this may not seem like a lot to most people, but most of these Texas distillers are producing thousands and thousands of cases a year, so it adds right. up quite frequently or quite quickly. But uh, for the... Very first rum that we're releasing for the whiskey social was going to be about a dollar fifty dollar ish per bottle, and if it had not been extended, it would have been closer to three to three or four dollars a bottle or something right. like that. That's a pretty so,
2: substantial difference,
3: right? But what that means is that's at the supplier level. So as it hits the distributor and the retailer, it gets added on their their cuts <laughs> on top of that. So, all of a sudden, for my bottle, it would have been about a $10 difference in price to the Ooh. consumers. So, that's, that's, uh, it, and, and they have to pay, unfortunately. So
2: Breaking news, uh, it has been extended and the taxes won't For my,
3: I, I, had, I didn't read the whole thing because I've been here talking about my mortal enemy, Docs, but the, <laughs> the, from what I saw, that it, ha- it has been extended, uh, for at least a year.
2: Okay. Well, it's good to know. Um, you have another rum, and this is, uh, Interesting. This is, uh, you said it was going to be interesting. It smells interesting. fishy almost. Uh, I don't know if fishy is a no. A it's not. I'm looking to go in rum. Actually. So
3: this is Rum Negrita. It's from the 1970s. I picked it up at auction to kind of showcase at the event. We were looking at doing a vintage rum tasting.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, <clears throat> product of France, but as you can see, it's covered in German. And uh, so it's, it's kind of a, a hot mess in terms of where it's from or, or how
0: it's made, but...
2: It doesn't even really taste like a rum it's like, until very late in the finish.
4: Like licorice. I get black, black licorice. licorice. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely in there.
3: Yeah, so if you if you perk if you kinda of suck on it a little bit like that, you can kinda of pick up more rum notes like the navy rum. Yes. Uh but initially the nose is just awful. I hate it. it's the
0: initially it's the Lord
3: and it's 54 54% too so 54% rum from the It does 70s. have a little
0: bit of wormwood kind of aftertaste doesn't mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. It's got a little of that stuck on the tongue kind of astringency kind of weirdness
3: yep hence the small pores and the fact that we've got seven bottles on the table so i thought <laughs> i thought i'd take it easy but it's a really- I really—the longer I sit with it, the more I like it. But initially, I have a hard time getting past what tastes like Claren, uh, like Haitian rum, that white yeah. rum. It's—it's it's not. Uh, but I will—I will
2: agree with you though. At first, I was like, "Oh, I don't really like this at all." And several sips into it, I'm like, "Here, I do really like."
3: Especially if you kind of, kind of pull it apart.
2: Yeah. 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 Ian's not having it. Nope, not having it. Yeah, it's all not right. mine. My... So, Ian, why if don't you? This us... wants
0: to give me like heartburn. I can feel it like already. <laughs>
2: Why don't you? It's it's the rum for absinthe lovers. <laughs> that's what it is. You uh, give us a palate cleanse then, and open up this uh, this next beer because I'm actually really we're excited have to do about a table this. Oh, here,
3: Dave! Dave Paradise says, "What's up, y'all?" What's up, What's Dave? Up, Dave? What's, What's up, Dave? Up? What's up, Dave? We we're just he's talking about his,
0: you, buddy. He's on his sabbatical.
2: Yeah,
1: that's he that's that he's what
0: he's working you throw, through the end of the year. He said. You, oh, you throw an event like year. that,
2: and then you take a sabbatical. He invited us to, really one of the nicest events. One of the nicest whiskey events I've ever been to, and you know the amount was, of money they threw at that oh event was insane.
3: It, I've never been to an unlimited oyster bar, yeah, or crab claws oh. and Crab
2: shrimp. Ca- yes, and, I know.
4: Can you imagine what what the seafood alone cost for that event?
3: Uh, the seafood, yeah. Well, I know what that event cost, yeah. and I can't, I can't believe it. It's yeah. since yeah. uh, we looked at doing the whiskey social there, but it was just too small of a venue, mm-hmm. and the and the outside portion was so great. But it, it, it's all weather permitting, you know? Yeah, right. Exactly.
2: So let's talk Whiskey Social while Ian is passing the beer around. Um, um, Whiskey Social Ooh, is coming up again. Yummy, yummy. Uh, what, uh, what What? can you tell us about uh, this next year?
3: All right. So, there's, man, there's a lot up in the air, and there's a lot that's working against us this year, unfortunately. So,
2: so what does that mean? What's working against you?
3: Well, I'll give you an example because I can talk about it after the fact. I can't talk about it before the fact, but... We typically send Pappy the Pappy Van Winkle ticket holders Ian, home I with I a bottle a of four roses. But uh is this two beers? Uh, no. It, interesting. It There's a bit more cloudiness here than at the first I wonder if it's
2: a uh, bottom closer to the bottom of the can. Is it a sour? Uh it's a uh it's a it's I don't think it's exactly a sour, but it's nectarine. It's spread, really spread interesting. that out between
0: you guys cuz we definitely yeah. got more yeah, Midwest yeah, maybe, fruit maybe, tart. Yeah,
2: maybe pour a little uh, uh, pour a little in. The, yes, yeah, There you, now, you go. Um So this is Gramophone, and it is uh, a product. I'm actually really excited. I don't know where my uh, show notes went. They have disappeared on me. uh, um, It is a product of, um,
0: of... It says Nectarine Midwest Fruit Tart Urban Artifact Gramophone. Urban Artifact is the brewery. Thank yes, you. Yes, the show gramophone was one of the original so methods for playing back recorded music. It was the best way to throw a dance party without a live band. Gather your friends around a gramophone. Drink fresh. Hmm. This uh, Midwest fruit tart has three thousand pounds of California nectarines per uh, thirty uh, barrel batch. Guys,
2: this is delicious. Yeah, is. Really good. I mean, Very this is a it. wonderful. What? It's almost like.
0: There's not a lot on the nose. Like, I haven't no, tried mine no, yet, but it's, there's not. It's, it,
2: but it's not until it hits the back of your palate that you get. It really is like a fruit smoothie, but with a delicious uh, bit Alcoholic of alcohol. Alcoholic boost. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so the Whiskey Social, typically we send home awesome. uh, a bottle of Four Roses with all of our Pappy Van Winkle holders. But Four Roses is literally bottling it, the barrel we picked in January. So it's not going to be here in time. And then with the rums that we selected, we're, we started a bottling line for the whiskey social called Gregarious Grump.
2: I like it. Spirits. Uh, based- you should have just called it Whiskey Expert uh, yeah. Distilling. Well,
3: it was, the name was thought of before, but <laughs> I'm a very gregarious person in nature. We like to drink and meet and, and hang out. I mean, that's a big part of our relationship. And uh, online, though, I could come across, I guess, a bit succinct and direct. And someone had jokingly called me Gregarious Grump. <laughs> sound, sound like a rap name if I wanted to, to go gregarious down that path drum. in life. No, yeah. if
2: you're going to be, if it's going to be a rap name, you'd have to be Lil. Yeah, gregarious Lil little drum. gregarious. Because you have to be Lil to be a rapper, apparently.
3: So we we started a bottling line. We're starting with six barrels of rum, six nice. barrels of so three barrels of sixteen year old Guyana, two barrels of Foursquare, and a barrel of thirteen year old Belize.
0: Can you uh, just for just for our listeners that. Uh, aren't that in the know how many bottles does a barrel equal generally
3: well it's it's up in the air so this first run total now they're not it's not a blend it'll be individual casks uh this first run will be about 1300 bottles gotcha. it'll be available statewide uh what we will do is honestly it may not be available statewide what we may do is we may offer them up as barrel selections for stores to start with but essentially, we've got three barrels of sixteen year old Guyana that should yield about total seven hundred and fifty bottles Give or take Two year old four squares but the idea is we a lot of what we do with h b s is is on the on the word that it'll move right but you can't convince a company overseas to send you a bunch of product on your word you've got to pay for it so, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> Really? <laughs> Yeah, so we we pay for it. We had I, we had to front the money, but we're we're basically uh, starting an independent bottling company. We'll do some Armagnac, some cognac. We'll do, Will you do any whiskey? I uh, I mean, if like the bourbon category is so saturated with mediocre sourced whiskey right now, I think what we'll do is we may jump into the rye. There's still some fantastic rye out there available. Canadian rye. There's some really great Canadian rye whiskey that's. Really starting to glow up is a, a term my daughter taught me recently. Glow up? Years ago, yeah, <laughs> I don't like that. Years ago, um, Canadian hey, say these things. canadian's yeah. been very kind of mediocre whiskey for the most part, 80 right. proof and nothing, nothing great about it. There's a lot of great cra- cask strength, mm-hmm. old Canadian whiskey that just hasn't sold yet that I'd love to get my hands on and put into a bottle. So we will. We wanted to debut these rums at the social, but they're not going to ship till January second from Europe, and then they won't be here probably right around the social. So, we may not get to debut them at the social. But there's just there's so much in the in the realm of what we're trying to do that's all dependent on tariffs right now. Just how it goes down, yeah. yeah. Uh, regulations, shipping links. I mean, it, it, it the whole thing has been a nightmare. But we do have a lot of great things planned for the whiskey social, including. If you remember the second year, we did a bunch of vintage spirits Yes. Uh, with our uh, friend Jonathan Sands, who's passed uh, since we—it's uh, been about a year and a half.
4: No, a year. December
3: so, of last year. December of last year. So we got a hold of Winston Churchill's great-grandson, who lived here in Houston, and he came to the event, and we got to drink scotch from World War II, so you can drink it with Winston Churchill's great-grandson. Kind of love that that was bottled during that time right so but he passed and this year uh, last year we did a bunch of old scotch as well we did a 40 year old scotches a bunch of like crazy great high numbered scotches this year we have brought we've done a gamut of a few things including several i've got a 50 year old armagnac i've got a 47 year old armagnac uh, we've got a bunch of old vintage bourbon, and as you know, in the Pappy craze, a lot of the vintage bourbon is ridiculously expensive right now.
0: Now, I kind of remember uh, texting you at one point in time because I had the brainstorm of doing an all Armagnac event and calling it the Armagnacathon. I don't recall that. I'm pretty sure I texted you, that. but
3: I. But we're not doing that much armagnac. We're doing a little armagnac, just enough, just enough to 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 open people. We always at the whiskey social. We try to open people's minds to other barrel aged spirits.
2: Well, I just want to point out, and we've talked about this on the show, but the one what we love about the whiskey social is honestly, I can't think of another event. First of all, that comes anywhere close to it in terms of just what you get. For that ticket price, oh, man. and how enjoyable an evening it is, but the the concept of being able to taste some of these things that you're talking about, I mean, it would it would take you more than your ticket price just to be able to taste one of those things, correct? Yeah. yeah. In, a, in a normal situation, yeah. and we try and to
3: get people to understand that because it's not, you know, these events are not super. They're not uh, money. They're not. I'm not leaving the night with money bags. I'm leaving chafed. <laughs> like it's not <laughs> running around for twenty hours. Uh, I mean, we get there last year like nine a m yeah, we didn't we get, get home until midnight yeah. you know so yeah. it 's not it 's not something that we 're you know i 'm paying my house off on, but it 's something that we really try to get people to understand that you are really if you pay attention to we release the poor list in advance, if you pay attention to what 's on that list, you would not be able to order even a few of those things, four or five drinks maybe at a bar yeah. right. and we 're mm-hmm. giving you legally. I have to be careful about what I say here. You're allowed to drink as much as you are legally sober to handle. So as long as you're drinking water and tasting stuff and enjoying stuff and being responsible, we will keep pouring you. But if you don't start practicing now,
0: you got
4: to be responsible. Yeah. Well, it's like some of the events that we've done before, like the main thing was Belvini, and there was a 10 minute wait. At the table to get through, and our event is ten minutes so, would be great. Yeah, yeah. Ten minutes would be great. You know, our event is so spread out; you can try so many different things you've never heard of, well, that, that are fabulous. Uh,
2: I like Ian's uh, idea of uh, practicing, and I think we should practice with another rum before we absolutely round so, out this segment. Where are we going next, let's Chris? Let's pull
3: out this Coroni Seventeen in the orange box uh, here. That's
2: that one. If uh, you'll Ian.
3: pull that out, Ian. So, Coroni is arguably. They're like the Port Ellen of Scotch. They were around for a long time, and unfortunately not that many people were drinking as much rum, so they went out of business, but they are regarded. How long ago did they go out of business? I want to say the 90s. Wow. They were, they were regarded as, as well-loved and well-liked.
2: Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. That is a good-looking bottle of rum.
3: All right, Trinidad. Distil- and distilled, distilled in 1998 at Caroni Distillery.
2: Nice.
4: This could have been the last bottle that ever came out of Corona? It could have been,
2: yes. <laughs> By the way, I just wanted to mention while he's pouring that, that gramophone is so good. Yeah. If you, oh, it's amazing. If you it's really see good. a can of that
4: anywhere, buy it. If you see a case of it anywhere, buy, buy it. it. It's it's fantastic. You know the one thing I, I looked at, I talked to Ian about this a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Southern Star, uh, last year they did that. Uh, big can of the buried hatchet. Yeah, you brought it on the show. Yeah, and yes. so they had four different, two cans of each of four different ones. Right. Mm-hmm. I guess they didn't do it this year in Southern Star. I'm really disappointed in that. Well, you know, all
2: of those beers wound up getting released because I've had many of them
4: really? throughout the year. The not, red yeah. velvet not, and the not all yes, of them, the
0: red, the red velvet, um,
4: the chocolate orange. There I bought was, the red velvet. I had it. Okay, there was the, s'mores. The uh-huh. red velvet, chocolate. Red velvet chocolate, Irish, cream. Irish Irish cream, and then the chocolate orange. I've right, seen right. them all. I saw them have all you really? available at retail uh, this last year. I don't know if they're still available, but I saw them all available. I've been checking Specs and Total Wines, and neither one of them have had them.
3: Yeah, well, Southern Star, they the, one of the, our main contact there for the Nice Gaetti release has departed to go start his own brewery and they've been a bit stretched thin in terms of bandwidth and we have been trying to convince them to release a statewide run you know 5000 plus cans of Nice Guy Eddy again how was, fast did Nice oh, Guy Eddy sell out nice, nice Guy Eddy was very well received yeah it's, it was great it was loved no one hated it it was you know it was a great beer i think for what it was and and we would love to see it on a much larger scale. So I'm still working with them on it, but uh Southern Star does great things, but they're they're busy.
2: Chris, this rum is absolutely yeah, I know you'd like that. This is
0: this, this is, is incredibly right interesting. I'm gonna say a right couple things right, right now. Like the, this tastes a little bit like licking a rubber tree.
1: Yep,
3: yep.
0: Um, in the it has pan. a little in flavor. a Hobby Lobby, like a rubber tree and a, like a fake tree. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I, it I has a little bit of a, a burnt petroleum kind of thing going on, but all kind of in a very interesting and sweet way. way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like those are those are flavors that are in there, but in the best way. If you can even picture that, that's so interesting.
2: I, I will say this: I, I have an actual. Uh, medical allergy to Hobby Lobby when I go into that store. I break out in both. hives, so uh, I don't know what I don't even know what they sell because I can't get past the front door.
3: It, I, it reminds me so much of growing up Pentecostal with blue jean skirts and, and buns that I just I'm not I don't want to go. I don't want to yeah. go. No so, offense, Adam. Somewhere Bobby Duncan's going,
2: damn it, we can't get Hobby Lobby as a sponsor now. <laughs> um, this this is really good. Ian's right about all those flavors, but it it sounds as if that wouldn't be good. It is. It's it really
3: is. Yeah. Everything yeah. about that is just a gorgeous rum. Mm. That if you can get them, usually at auction for around one hundred and fifty to two hundred a bottle, it's a bit pricey. But uh, for for great great rum, Caribbean rum at cash strength, ugh, it's delicious. This is this I'm is why you drink rum too. right
0: here. It has a way more delicate nose than the flavor, but it's a really interesting and good nose. Wow. It's
2: it's really good. Well, Chris, I, if I'd known you had this much amazing rum, I'd have like been, been nicer just, to me. I, <laughs> I, well, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm what kidding. Have I would nice I'm have I'm been kidding, nice to you. Oh, come on. All right. So, I uh, I do want you to tell us a little bit about what we should expect from this rum that you're bottling. So, what, yeah, so, what style Flavors? What are you? What are you anticipating?
3: So you know, I, I try not to do anything myself. I try to to, to get uh, opinions from those I respect, and I was oh, so a
2: secret to life. Have other people do the work for you. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm married.
3: <laughs> so
1: <laughs> oh.
3: so I, uh, I I invited a couple of local rum guys uh, to to taste some some samples of some things, and we were so blown away by the sheer fantasticness of, of these rums that. I think all in all, we've over a period of about nine months we got sent maybe thirty samples, and we kept rejecting and rejecting and rejecting, and wasn't quite right.
2: This won't do pour me more
3: yeah so sixteen year old Guyana rum, three barrels of it, varying proofs, everything we release will be single cask uh cast strength unadulterated, just straight from the barrel into the bottle what kind of price point uh so the sixteen year old rum I think we're expecting to see it at retail about one twenty five okay the four square I think should be about a hundred, which is about on par with what the four if you four square yeah, if you buy direct from four square it's usually about a hundred bucks now uh, and then the belize i 'm not sure yet i'm still waiting to find out and i think actually honestly, I think that may drop with this new extension of the yeah, taxes because we same? were waiting to find out we we plugged in the taxes the projected taxes in the in, in our sheet in our math and it caused the bottle to jump $10. So we we are expecting it to be a little bit cheaper but I mean right now if you were to go and get I think Barrel released a 15 year old four square mostly four square rum this year for $250 and it was fantastic. So we're, we're trying to be as cheap as possible and we did that by cutting out an entire tier by convincing our Im- convincing our bottler to also get their importer's license, so uh, <laughs> nice it's, we it's going to be cheaper than anyone else releasing a 16 year rum at that price point.
2: Love it, love it. All right, so um, <clears throat> more to try. Also, I've just finished smoking a Lars Teton cigar. I got to talk to you about this because this is this is not a typical thing. Uh, so I want to uh, do that when we come back. I have no idea what segment we're even on, but we'll, uh, uh, and, and I'll probably know even less by the time we <laughs> taste some more of this rum. I do want to get uh, into a little bit of this uh, Gosling's Old Rum as well, and I'm sure you have more that you want to show off. You here. have
0: something uh, called Kill Devil. I have to try that.
2: Yeah. So that and,
3: Kill is incredible, by the way. And, <laughs> and
2: don't forget, what could be the star of the show, guys, the Reindeer Tears oh, from I'm excited. Heathen Brewing. Yeah. See how it just works its way towards Ian? It just, as if magnetically drawn. Sweet nectar to ease the pain. We'll be right back. It's smoking and Toastin'. <laughs> Welcome back. It's Smokin' and Toastin'. Uh, we were able to determine during the break that this is segment four. Of the show, segment so, number yeah. four, <laughs> show number one hundred and sixty-seven. We are brought to you by the fine folks at B and B Butchers and Restaurant at eighteen fourteen Washington Ave uh, in uh, Houston, and in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth. Bacon, 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 bacon. Uh, I will just mention it's <laughs> a and shame. Steak. Yeah, that's right. It's a shame, especially since Alan is here. If we had Jeremiah on the show today, it would be complete, and we could go for three, or four hours yeah. just
4: on this show. Easy. Yeah.
3: I love Jeremiah. Can I just say that he's awesome? I don't have we, I don't have opinions about much, but I like that guy. <laughs> so at
4: the at the whiskey sniff, uh, me and one of the reps before the event, we went over to Lemon. It yeah. was my first time over there. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you what. Uh, yes, there was sir. one thing that was a little awkward to me. I ordered I just ordered a couple appetizers for us to just kind of mm-hmm. munch on, and I got the deviled eggs. Oh, and let me tell you what, Mr. Papas, I'm telling you you got deviled egg you, competition man so the deviled eggs at uh, house of uh, delta blues house of smoke that's fantastic amazing uh, i got to try those before the restaurant ever opened but these are right on par except instead of pork belly on top they put popcorn
1: <laughs>
4: i tried one interesting and then the other three i pulled the piece of popcorn off but they they so they serve them on a little plate with a bed of popcorn the eggs are sitting on pop, that's popcorn that's their garnish
0: that's pretty weird. Yeah, it was it was different. I've never seen that before. There. We'll try them next time. That lighter is
3: fantastic, by Definitely. the way. What Thank is you.
2: That? Uh, it is just a uh, I think I it's think it's a Jetline, isn't it? It's a little Vertigo. Yeah, Vertigo. Yeah, a little Vertigo with H. Upman stenciled on the side. So somebody paid for that. Hey, uh, before we go any further, I just want to mention something. Our uh, producer Adam, his wife. Brianna, tomorrow's her birthday.
4: Oh, happy Shout birthday, up, Brianna. Brianna birthday. Oh, I thought,
3: birthday straight up Brianna. thought he was going to say she's pregnant. I was so excited. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> no, <laughs> you should see the look is she on his face is right now. In, is she
4: here or is she in D.C.? <laughs> yeah. I think so tried, she
3: turned out? a little red when you yeah, said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys going to have do kids? Yeah. You're, not, you're not sure? <laughs>
0: I don't
1: with, really want and to talk says, hey, about that's okay. On the show. Hey, listen. His, <laughs> let
3: me
2: put you on the spot in an awkward way
1: right now. Are you, you a man?
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. His his brother and his wife. You know, they just had a baby. I just became a grandpa. Let's not rush into baby number two. <laughs> uh, number one is all I can handle here. He's, fair, he's enough, still, fair enough.
0: He's still adjusting to being gramps. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just. I'm such a or fan papa. of of kids. <laughs> I've got yeah. a, i
3: got a couple myself for yeah. sure. So. Yeah. Four nightmares, but... Four. (laughs) Four It's almost late today because of them.
2: (laughs) All right, so I just lit uh, Second Cigar. This is the uh, New York edition from Monte Cristo, and so far it's brilliant. But I just want to mention the Lars Tetons that I just finished, because... Uh, And I started talking about this and then we got pod crashed by uh, Alan Denning and I didn't get to uh, get to finish. But um, when I when I was first uh, starting to smoke cigars, I got into Lars Teton's and used to smoke them quite frequently. And then I think uh, the quality deteriorated. They essentially went out of business pretty much uh, and then got uh, acquired recently. Yes, they did. uh, And started uh, producing again. Was it was it? It wasn't Alec Bradley? Bradley. Uh, Alec Bradley. Alec yeah. Bradley. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, they, they bought uh, them
4: not too long before right. so, IPCPR. So
2: they're back out on the market again. In the meantime, uh, when I was looking for, like, infused cigars after that, I started smoking acids uh, from Drew Estates. And then over time, you know, like, my taste, my palate uh, changed and shifted, and I really didn't smoke a lot of infused cigars. Uh, very rarely will I have one now, occasionally. So... When I saw the large Tetons here in the humidor at Casa de Monte Cristo, where we're doing the show uh, live from here in Houston, um, I thought, you know what, I'll try one. Let's, let's see if it's anything like I remember. It is a bit like I remember, and I actually really enjoyed it. But my take on it would be, and it really was good, and some of the flavors in it reminded me of when I used to smoke them back in the day. Maybe not as pronounced as they were back in the day. But I will say I've kind of had my one for 2019, and, and maybe good. I'll have one next year. That's that's kind of my take on it. But I enjoyed it.
0: I don't know if you guys do infused at all. Do you do you ever do like an acid or a, every a- once in a while I'll smoke um, like an acid dirt or um, mm-hmm. something like that. If it goes along. I don't have a problem with them. They're nice enough. I don't reach out and grab them, you know. But uh, and my wife absolutely loves the. Uh, Sweet Jane, the, the smaller ones that you get in a tin. Yeah, she loves yeah. those a lot. Yep, yep. So every once in a while, I'm like, you know what? I've got 10 minutes. I'll have one of those. Um, but that's about the extent of it for me. I have pipe tobacco if I want to smoke really sweet tobacco. Yeah. You know? yeah. I will say that I met Lars
2: Tedens and he's a complete whack job. Like, oh, yeah. I, I'm not sure the man is sane. Like, uh, like I don't. don't who Who is he? I don't he's, he's the guy responsible for infused that cigars. whole... Uh, he was the first guy to really do infused, yeah. quality infused cigars. I think. Right. and then Drew Estate kind of came along and, and took it to the were next just level.
0: Sideline for him wasn't it? oh yes. yeah he's, well, he's, completely. He's, he's like th- got like a clothing line, or he's yeah, got a he bunch of other stuff. He's an yeah, amazing self-proclaimed
2: you? rock star. Like yeah. you know, uh, when
3: crazy people are rich, yeah. Doesn't <laughs> that just blow your mind? Do you I, know how many honestly, smart
2: people I know who are poor? Honestly, I met the man. I gave him my card. This is a true story, and a. Box of cigars showed up at my house. I gave him my card. He mailed me a box. It wasn't like a box, like a. a your you know, address a is on your card. It was at the time. is <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. Dangerous, yeah, dangerous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've I've learned. Yeah. Not everyone you meet and give your card to is Lars T. He, he lives in a
4: secure building. <laughs> they couldn't yeah, show yeah, up. Yeah. So anyway,
2: uh, so very interesting. And uh, and Lars is I it, I don't know it's just. It's a thing. We don't talk about those kind of cigars much on the show. That's why I wanted to. Have you? Uh, he has.
4: He has a cigar out where Alec Bradley does. Depending on how you look at it. Do you happen to know the name of the one that you smoked? Uh, it was the Shorty. So they have one out called Grass.
2: Oh, I've had a Grass back in the day.
4: That cigar is forty-five dollars a stick.
2: Okay, so I don't know if I paid that much for the one. In fact, the one I had may have come in the box that Lars sent to my house, but I did smoke a Grass cigar. And uh, what I will tell you is that it smells as you're burning it like you are smoking yeah. cannabis. Yeah, but you're not. So it's kind of like, what's the point? Yeah. Uh, but that was my take on it. Anyway, I'll pass this over to Ian. Uh, we, our good friend Chris Hart, who we actually really do like, despite the fact that he's tried to paint himself as a bit of a martyr. Here. I don't know. I don't uh, know what you're talking about. Uh, it has poured us yet another uh, rum? He and he doesn't. Is this... He doesn't have any opinions on the fact that we like him. That's that's true. Because it's so hard to get actual, you know, real opinions out of Chris. That's the thing. I, I do appreciate,
0: I, though, that he's keeping the show rolling. He's like, he no one has rum right now. And, yeah. right, and yeah, we yeah. love that
2: about him. Uh, so what did you pour? Is this the Kill Devil? So
3: Kill Devil, uh, this is single-cask Nicaraguan rum.
2: I'm going to hand this bottle, actually, to Alan Denny because he has the wireless mic. Yeah, can you and maybe he can go show it to the camera. Absolutely. So Kill this
3: Devil is, has done a, a whole you so series. You're so wireless,
0: I'm so jealous.
3: They've done a whole series on single-cask rums. Uh, it's a great name, by th- the way. They've done some fantastic, fantastic... You know, that used to be a, a name for rum, Kill Devil. Mm-hmm. Rum's gone by many names. But, uh, yeah, so that's a Nicaraguan rum, and, and it was, I want to say, bottled five years ago, before the whole revolution. I know our cigars have definitely suffered from what's going on in Nicaragua. And, mm-hmm.
0: This is delicious. but well, uh, although, It's over. I was
2: going to say, we did talk with... Uh, a gentleman in Nicaragua last week who was the uh, global brand ambassador for Florida Canya. Yep. And he says everything's all good in yeah, Nicaragua.
3: I meant to watch that episode. Uh, he, uh, you know, first of all... Because you know they went through a bit of a controversy here in Houston.
2: Florida Konya? Yeah. Talk yeah. to me. So,
3: Well, again, and I, I love Danielle and William Grant, but Florida Canya is one of their brands. And there's a prominent, actually opinionated person here in Houston named Bobby Hugel. I was going to say, (laughs) wait,
1: that's who I was fixing to go with.
3: Bobby Hugel that owns several restaurants and bars, uh, or bars, that he, there were some reports years ago before that Florida Konya was bought out of mistreatment of workers and such, and so he refused to carry Florida Konya in their bar anymore. And it caused a huge uproar, made it in all the papers, this is before HBS, before the whiskey boom, before the spirits boom here in Houston. And uh, it was, but but since then that's all been resolved. The company got bought out. They're they've done everything they can to take care of those employees. But there's still some lingering, lingering th- thoughts and yeah, thought. murmurs about. Well, you know,
2: I can tell you, they're 12 year, wonderfully drinkable, just really, surprisingly, um, above its price point, punches above its weight class. As I think Ian said,
3: I broke a, a bottle of that a few years ago at a poker game. Yeah, room smelled amazing for months. <laughs> <Yeah>. The eighteen, <laughs> for
2: months. the eighteen, uh, unbelievably sophisticated for the prize. And what was it? The twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah, which you wound up taking the rest of that bottle home. Talk you to had
0: me. you had pity on me because I literally have never had a bottle of rum that nice in my possession, <laughs> and it was so good. And you had pity on me and let me take that home. And, and
2: I don't think I it was I pity. I think I was painting. angling. I was angling for a good Christmas present. <laughs> <Noted>. <laughs> I
3: believe it's. The 25th anniversary or something. It's not 25 yeah. years old, but it's, it's a great rum. Just wanted to clarify. I, th- I, th- I
2: think that's an age statement. Well, no, it was it, an age statement. it's
3: not an age statement. That's the problem is a lot of people think it's an age statement. Ah. The 25 is not an age statement. I it's believe crazy. the 18 is not either. The, the 7 is, the 12 is, and I figure what else they have.
2: Well, I'll tell you what the 25 is. Delicious. It's it amazing. Delicious. Like, it's a delicious and wonderful rum. And by the way, this Kill Devil...
0: Yes, this is
2: great. Pretty impressive. What yeah. do you this, know about
0: this? Like first sip of this hit hit my list of favorite rums.
3: Yeah, so it's crazy. It drinks under proof. It's almost it's 118 proof. Ooh, close to 119. It's fifty nine wow. point something. Fifty nine. Do you own any 0.5?
2: spirits that are uh, uh, that are not over <laughs> <are> at forty percent? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And
3: quite a few. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's fifty nine point five. So that's one nineteen proof. It's it's spectacular. And it's it's just good rum. Can't can't complain.
2: What what is it about rum that makes it so accessible? Is it the sweetness? I mean, this is not an overly sweet beverage. I think it is
3: the sweetness. I think as Americans we love sugar, and mm-hmm. even when it's distilled out, you still taste that sweetness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I, I'm telling you, man, Texas, our market loves rum. Our country loves rum. In fact, I don't. I don't have proof behind this. There was an article that was released a little while back that basically claimed that most rum in the world is made in America. Puerto Rico's America. And oh, you've got right, Bacardi right. there and they're pumping out rum like you would not believe. But I don't know if that's necessarily true, but a substantial amount of the global rum product hmm. is made on American soil.
2: Well, I would say, you know, a lot of people will be quick to dismiss Bacardi. But I think it was the first uh, uh, whiskey sniff that we did They had the Bacardi 30 there. Mm -hmm. Holy smoke, that was a good run. I had
3: them on the show. Dwayne, we we did an episode around Bacardi's Mm 10-year. 10-year gold, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No complaints. Just delicious rum. This
0: right here starts off super sweet and then finishes with like pepper, spice, and just lingers. I absolutely love this, and it goes great with the cigar.
2: And it gives a bit of a whiskey hug or a rum hug, I guess, in this case. I don't mean to throw shaded
3: bourbon, but honestly, a lot of the bourbon being put out right now that's not made at Buffalo Trace or Russell's Reserve, this is better. This is just sweet and delicious and tasty and
2: good all on its own. We've talked about this on the show before, the fact that for whatever reason – it seems to be that from a price standpoint, you can get a rum at a price that drinks, Let, let's say, I'm just going to make a number up. Let's say you buy a $50 bottle of rum. Sure. It drinks in a way that has the complexity and the uh, impact on the palate. That it feels like you've got to pay more for a whiskey to get 100%. to reach the same level of uh, you know interestingness.
3: Mm-hmm. Do you know how many bad seventy dollars bottles of bourbon are out there? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bad seventy dollars bottles of bourbon out there. You want to
2: uh, make a list? Nope,
3: uh, <laughs> I have no opinions on that. Uh, you you can you can get like like I said a sixteen year old rum that we're bottling and cutting out a middleman for one twenty five. A sixteen year old bourbon is going to cost more than that. Yep. You're not paying less than 150 for that. Yeah. By the way, I am just now realizing, is that smoking and toasted merch you're wearing there, bud?
2: It is, as a matter of fact. We is that available
3: for sale uh, somewhere? You know,
2: it should be. We have not, we have not made these available. That, that is a release. solid we just did hoodie. This in staff. But it is, it is pretty cool. That's a high-quality hoodie. You, uh, not, that, not that I wouldn't like gift you one for the holidays or something, but would you...
1: Actually, buy one of. Them. I would oh.
3: buy one of those. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. That's a high quality. I suppose. I love the color too. I suppose we should think. Color that. reminds me of Maduro. Yes, in fact, you should, we fact, you
2: should list it as Maduro. As the Maduro. On your, uh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> a solid name
3: for a piece of merch.
4: Yeah, you the could Maduro. get a nice light beige one. Call it Connecticut. <laughs> I like it. I like where you're headed. You with
3: guys
2: this. need to get that merch site up and running.
3: Yep. You on yeah. it?
4: Yeah. Right. Forget the babies,
3: man.
2: <laughs> the merch. All right. I wanted to mention this since we were talking whiskey. Uh, according to uh, an article in Maxim Magazine, Whiskey Advocate says that this $36 bottle of whiskey is its top bottle of the year for 2019. Yeah. And it is uh, the George Dickel Bottled in Bond, uh, priced at $36. We have a whiskey expert on the show today, so I thought it would be interesting to ask... Alan Denning. I mean, Chris Hart. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you think of that? It's a $36 yeah,
3: so, bottle. So it's really interesting. F- just a few years ago, there were two brands that many people didn't give two craps about. And that was MGP, Sourced Whiskey, and Dickel. Dickel has a very particular Flintstone vitamin note. <laughs> and uh, it's Which crazy. Which you be- love you don't, right? Yeah. <laughs> Correct, yeah. But, it, but then Barrel, our friends over at Barrel Craft Spirits and Jessica... Kearns and Will Shragus, they, they started releasing a bunch of older 14-year-old cast strength barrels of Dickel that were so good, so mind-blowingly tobacco-rich, like tasted like rich Cavendish, like a sweet tobacco, mm-hmm. that they they sold so many barrels that Dickel has cut it off. Dickel said, look, we can sell it ourselves for cheaper, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, years ago, what would happen is distillers would produce a certain amount of whiskey and anything excess that they didn't sell that they would sell off at brokers. Now, Dickel and MGP both are so well-loved that people are going apeshit over them. And that 35, that's 13 years old, mm-hmm. bottled in bonds, so 100 proof, Dickel whiskey for 36, 35, in fact, I think it's 34 bucks at specs. Wow. Right? Yeah. There's no reason to complain. You need to be stockpiling this stuff. It's age stated 13 years. Love it. And it's sub $40.
2: And it's bottled and bought. And it's
3: bottled and bought. Nice. So I think it's a a great aptly named Whiskey of the Year, especially at that price point. Yeah. Uh, I think it might be different for cigars, but I think you need to be naming the Whiskey of the Year to be something that's actually accessible. Truth. Because if you are naming a whiskey that no one can, my single barrel of rum, well, no one
2: can get that. Right, right. So what's the point? So Chris, Being a whiskey expert helps out with what what does bottled and bond
3: mean? Bottled and bond. uh, So, in fact, bottled and bond was defined before the word bourbon was defined. Nice. Bourbon was defined in 1964 federally. Uh, But bottled and bond act, that came out in the early 1900s. And the idea was to basically, as you can imagine, have you ever seen the documentary on street food in China?
2: No, I thought you were going to say the documentary on prohibition.
3: No, no, no. So there's a, there's a, a few documentaries out there about street food in China, where they'll recycle oil and make fake eggs and fake meat and fake rice oh, wow. and fake. It's all fake. It's all garbage. There's no regulation over food health. It causes people to get sick. Well, we were like that. You remember the whole snake oil thing. Mm-hmm. So in the late 1800s, early 1900s, uh, Old Forester was the first to bottle bourbon and to seal it with a seal of, this is safe to drink, right? Like, it's got my signature on it, it's in a pharmacy, you can, you can buy it. It's so that people were, knew that they were getting a safe product to consume, not some garbage moonshine that's going to make them sick. Well, the Bottled and Bond Act, uh, in this particular case, is it's got to be at least four years old. It's got to be 100 bottled at 100 proof. Got to be the same, what's in the bottle was bottled in the same distillation season. By, this, by one distiller at one location and aged in a bonded warehouse. Now, what most people don't know is that every major distillery in the U.S., all of their warehouses are bonded. So if they just water it down to 100 proof and make sure it's all from the same year, then they can call it Bottle & Bond. But Heaven Hill has pioneered that. Heaven Hill has, I think, eight Bottle and Bond products. They've got cor- Mellow Corn, Bald & Bond, uh, Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond. But basically it's just a bump in proof. A product of a single distillation season, aged in a bonded warehouse, so you know that it's high-quality, monitored, safe to drink, and decent, not-bottom-shelf whiskey.
2: See how great it is to have a whiskey expert on this
3: ran- It felt rambly a little bit. I kind of got <laughs> you know, lost I loved in the a little bit.
2: I loved it. It was a beautiful thing. Uh, before we wrap up this segment, you did mention Bullet earlier. Yeah. And Bullet has a rum that you have uh, sitting on our table
3: here. Not Bullet. Barrel. Oh, I'm Barrel, sorry. Barrel. Barrel. Barrel.
2: Why, why did I think of it? Yeah, why, so, why so, so our good view?
3: friends at Barrel got, and the story behind this rum is actually quite interesting. They were at a trade show like the Whiskey Social, mm-hmm. and a lot of these brand reps will run into each other like, it, like it's cigar yeah. trade shows, and this brand rep, <clears throat> this uh, broker said, I've got a parcel of Jamaican rum. Do you want it? They tasted it. Yes. And like most things Barrel does, Barrel's ahead the of their game. Right. They put stuff out before it's even popular and then it becomes popular and they're already in. So right. they got their hands on a parcel of Jamaican rum, the one before the beer. Are we doing beer first or the rum first? Uh, let's do the rum first. Okay, Ian,
2: let's do this uh, this right here. So Bar- and we'll get to that in the final Barrel Bar- got
3: their hands on some Hampton rum, which is not officially Hampton. They won't tell you it's Hampton. It's not, you know, non-disclosures and such, but it's Jamaican rum from Hampton. It is a gorgeous cash strength rum that they released that went came and went faster than a blink of an eye. Wow. So that is that what this is? That's what that is. That's batch one. Yeah. That was from three years ago. And since then, they've done a lot with rum since because it blew up, just as expected.
2: Yeah. And uh, it's interesting when you see companies that oh, are... Oh, yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Sorry. Companies that are um, primarily known for whiskey, when you see them coming with a rum, it always... I don't know. It always kind of piques my interest a little bit because it's it's a... Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot how great this is. This uh, is funky.
3: So oh yeah. Yeah. you know the I stories like of Mug runs. Pits and stuff? Yeah. Doc's mentioned them. This is high esters, all funkiness, tastes like burnt rubber tires, as we Ooh, talked ready. about. Ooh. Yes, sir. That is, uh, that is, to me, there are two countries. Well, there's a couple special countries. I'm a big fan of Barbados. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Guyana right now, obviously but Jamaican rum. I begged Hampton to give us barrels of their rum. And they've blown up to the point that they're like we don't have we don't have enough to go around. I begged for this first release to include some Jamaican rum. This funk is so delicious this, and tasty.
2: And let me tell you, this is going funky. with this uh, Mac- uh this Monte Cristo uh New York edition like like they were like, meant to be, designed be together, designed to be together. Yes. you know
0: it goes well with the Placencia too. Mm,
3: mm. That sweetness a... and funk is so bizarre,
2: and it is bizarre. And, and it's layered, hard to even explain it,
3: and it's unadulterated. Jamaican, Jamaica has a law that you can't add anything to their rums and call it a Jamaican rum. So it's it is just straight,
2: delicious, fantastic. So, Chris, let me ask you this: Desert Island. You can have an unlimited supply of either any rum or any whiskey. Which Oof. way do you go?
3: Um, any rum or any whiskey. Yeah.
2: Unlimited supply, but only one. Only one whiskey or one rum.
3: Does that include scotch?
2: Sure.
4: Lafroic 16.
3: It'd probably, it'd probably be something from Isla. Peated, Peated whiskey. Really? Peated scotch. Yeah. I'm a huge Lafroic Ardbeg Lagavulin fan. No. I, had a, I had a 48-year-old Lagavulin. in 48? In Isla, that was just life-changing. <laughs> it's the only reason why my wife stayed with me. Because we, we tried it together, and she's like, if this is what I could get to experience every once in a while, then
1: <laughs>
3: he's worth tolerating. So, uh, How about now you, that, I was going to say, that, that being said, if I had a rum to choose, it would
2: be Jamaican rum. Jamaican rum. Ian, what about you? Any, I'm not, any whiskey? I'm not any sure rum? about
0: the rum, but uh, if I was going for whiskey, just right off the bat. My knee-jerk reaction is the uh, McAllen Seventeen Fine Oak. Wow. It's it's delicate. It's chocolatey. It's got a little fruit in it. It's got a lot of things that I love. There's a lot of scotches and whiskeys that I love, but I if I was stuck with one, I'd want something complex enough to to keep tasting a lot of things. Um, yeah, I love a lot of the peated rums, but the peat or er, peated rums, peated uh, whiskeys, peated scotches, but the uh, the peat. Is its own flavor and its one flavor. Um,
3: How dare you? First of all, how dare you?
0: (laughs) Oh, I, I, you know, I'm a fan.
3: Hey, Cruz, you want to come on my show next week? I'd love to. (laughs) I'd
2: love to. (laughs) All right. so, um, So I'll give you my answer it's a bottle of tequila. Oh, really? Yeah, it would be y- you the... You like uh, how he
3: broke the rules immediately? Which is yes. neither a he rum broke the rules. nor a whiskey. If you had a rum or tequila, <laughs> None of a, you were, were rum say or a whiskey. Tequila.
2: None of you were going to You said say rum tequila. or whiskey. I did. So why would we say tequila? <laughs> oh, man. So, no, I was going to say the uh, uh, Jose Cuervo Reserva de la Familia. Yeah, no, that I wouldn't would do tequila. My, if I had my. a
3: choice, it wouldn't be tequila. And honestly, if I had a choice between tequila and
2: mezcal, it would be mezcal. <clears throat> See, <clears throat> I enjoy the mezcal, but as Ian was saying about the peep, with the mezcal, the smoke becomes the flavor. And that would be more of a singular note that I think I would grow tired of before I would grow tired of the, uh, tequila. Of the, of the tequila. Yeah, Again. but that
4: La Familia is so Oh, my good.
2: God. It's amazing.
4: Where are you at on this one? So I was sitting here thinking about it, and I was fixing to say one, and I was like, no, barrel dovetail.
2: Really?
3: Trying to win over Jessica right no, now. I don't have to win over
4: Jessica, <laughs> <laughs> or will dovetail. Dovetail's fantastic. That dovetail is. I w- if it was something that's it's not even readily available all the time. But I was actually going to say Elijah Craig 18, um, that which is so good. It's great. Way. It's probably one of my it my favorite. But that dovetail I've gotten to have some of it recently a couple of times, and I just love it. Like there's nothing bad about that whiskey at all. All right, I tell you what we're going to do. we take a quick break. We're going to
2: come back. We're going to have some reindeer tears. We're going to have some Gosling's Old Rum and anything else we haven't managed to.
3: Sure. Do. Quick, We've quick got one more Jamaica as well. About. Quick, yes. funny
0: observation. I went back to the uh, the uh, Kill Devil after the uh, last rum that we tried, and it smells and tastes just like brown sugar now. Yeah. Like that's it. Like it, it. It just took it down to one mm. flavor. Because it does not have the
2: funk. It doesn't have the funk. It does not have the funk. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with our final segment, "Reindeer Tears," coming up. at Smoking and Toast. Welcome back, my friends, to Smoking and Toast. In our final segment of show number one sixty-seven, our uh, uh, invited guest today is uh, whiskey expert uh, Chris Hart. Our uninvited guest. But he's still welcome on the show anytime. Oh, Pop trash. You don't have to lie to him. <laughs> I wanted to mention, by the way, I'm really enjoying this Monte Cristo New York edition, but it is not burning as evenly. It's actually straightened itself out a little bit. I've touched it up once. Not burning as evenly as you might want, but it so far has not affected it negatively in terms of uh, the Do you know the history of, of that cigar? cigar? Talk to me.
4: So it was made for, supposed to be an exclusive for. The Monte Cristo, Casa de Monte Cristo in New York, New York lounge. And of course, New York being a humongous tourist area, people would go through. Oh, it's in New York only. They would come back go to their local Monte Cristo or go to their local cigar lounge. and Of course, you can't buy it. It's only available at Casa de Monte Cristo lounges. Um, But it got raving reviews. People loved it, and so they allowed all the Casa de Monte Cristos to carry it. It's wonderful. It really is. The
0: uh, Alma de De la Fuego is fantastic. I haven't had this one. I've had the uh, Alma Fuerte uh, quite a few times, and that is an absolute go-to. Dude, Nestor makes. I mean, he's the largest...
4: Grower and seller of tobacco in the world, and he makes great cigars. This is dead center medium as far as uh,
0: strength goes, and its its flavor profile is interesting enough to where like all the different rums just kind of work with it. Yeah. So far, I will say that's one of the things I do love so much about rum, is that
2: whereas sometimes pairing a whiskey with a cigar can be a very selective. You know, things some whiskeys go much better than others hence, with particular cigars. Sniff. Hence the whiskey sniff. Uh Rums are very—I was going to say very forgiving. It's almost accepting. Difficult to find a rum that does not pair with a cigar. True. It was it's that, a that quality rum that uh, Negrita that you had there. That was, <laughs> <Yeah. weird. laughs> that, was, that was. easily the most interesting rum so
1: far today. <laughs> sure. I will
3: sure.
4: say. I'm trying to figure and, out yeah. why a French rum. Is written in German. So, I mean, were it, they just taking the hedging bets that it was going to happen? It's a
3: French product, which means it's bottled there. I think it may have been French bottled, but sold in Germany. But the rum itself is from the Caribbean. Look. So it's it's a bit of a, a it's mutt. a
2: multinational uh, uh, thing. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, uh, Ian, let's try some rain, reindeer tea. So excited right, so? about this! By yeah, the way,
4: I am looking really forward to it's this. It's
2: actually been out of the. Uh, uh, of the case for a little while so it may have warmed slightly perfect which i'm guessing for a barley wine will be just about right yeah.
4: anybody uh anybody going to stogie's tonight we mm. have got a big event going on tonight. i, right? I figure i am you are i i figured I you would be
3: i'm going to well, the Whitmires bottle
4: share yeah. thing
2: but i just wanted to mention before i say anything else matt booth likes bears
4: truth what? Yeah. matt booth likes bears
2: yeah, yeah, he does. Matt Booth and, and Ian are have a special relationship. I I know that you Boy, guys established a, your love at the whiskey social last year. Love is an understatement.
4: <laughs> goo goo eyes for days.
2: <laughs> it was quite. It it was difficult to even do an interview. These <sighs> two just kept looking at each other. Like,
4: it, I you know I like, I cleared. Gosh, them. you guys. You know <laughs> I feel like you might be picking on me. It, it's funny <laughs> now you know how Chris Hart feels. You know, y'all y'all said, hey, let's let's do the interview. So I went and got Matt. Matt hey. was... Just because, unlike you guys, my man crush is not The Rock, okay?
0: All right? <laughs> <And,
4: laughs> you know, it was great. I went and cleared that room out so that we could film the episode, went in there. And I'm just standing off to the side just kind of watching. And it took everything in my power just not to burst out laughing because...
1: Uh,
4: <laughs> I wish the
0: camera was right on
1: you. Yeah, because...
2: Look at Ian that way. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm talking about right there.
0: <laughs> it looks like you're very interested in what I'm about to say. Yeah. And yeah. you are. It, it, truth.
4: But the yeah. funny thing was is when Matt looked over at you, and, and uh, he just he just kind of kept in full. And he, at one point he took the microphone from you. Yes. It was a great episode, though.
0: It, it, it was. It was a good interview. Which, really which was. number was that? Because oh. we should we should review that. Well, it was, you a should ba- watch it that was about a forty weeks ago. ago. Yeah, yeah because <laughs> uh, uh, because it was last year. The Houston uh, Whiskey, Whiskey Social. Be Matt Booth. Just search for that. You can see it on YouTube. So and he- see what they're talking about. So
2: Heathen Brewing is based in Vancouver, Washington, uh, oh, yeah. and every year they release their holiday brew. It's the Reindeer Tears, and this being our final show before Christmas, I thought it was appropriate. Heathen Brewing. Um, has released their 12% ABV Barley Wine uh, Reindeer Tears 2019. I saw this and immediately thought of you, Ian, because I know how barley wine friendly you can be. It's
0: beautiful. You're a fan
2: yeah. of barley wine? Yeah. Like, really I, want this, I want this on waffles. <laughs> I thought you were saying. I thought you were going to say you wanted to wear it as
4: cologne.
0: Well, maybe. Like I want this. I want this on waffles. It's oh wow! So yeah, you see
4: what I mean? Like on a Belgian waffle, that would actually be really yeah. good. Mm. <laughs> that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Are you a fan of the Barley Wine, Chris?
3: I am. I am. I, it reminds me of uh, Buddhist uh, monk ale. You know, Trip, you know quadruples and yeah. like triples. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm a. Did I say Buddhist? I didn't mean to say Buddhist. I'm just a fan of of the. Old world style beers, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not ever blown away by them. Like I like La Fin du Monde. I thought I think it's right. just a fantastic
2: quadruple, but but I agree with you. Like it doesn't blow me away. Like it's just it's it's good, it's consistent, but it's like so
3: I, I think about this a lot. So nowadays, when people think of fantastic, great beers, the highest rated beers on Untapped, right? You're looking at new styles that have been almost beat to death, like your glitter beers or your hazy IPAs, sure. I don't think a new brewery can come out with something classic and it receive, it, it's kind of like Die Hard.
4: Yeah, they got to push the envelope.
3: Yeah, Die Hard was a fantastic film, but when you make five more of the same film and you release it now in the 2019, it, it does, it's panned as being bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Jaws was great for its time. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, when you come out with something new, it's great the first time, but if anyone else does... Even a slightly better version of the same thing, it comes off as derivative.
0: All right, so without... I, I have to say barley wines are so infrequent, though. But they still taste like barley
3: wine. I know. I've but never I had a barley wine that. that was unique. I love that.
0: <laughs> I've I never know. had a barley wine that
3: said like you have Houston Hayes this IPA or something from Spindle this Tap. Is this, is from different. this is genius. This is different. different. This is way different. This, this is, is all. I don't. I don't this agree. This is all like. Like so pecan
0: you. and and maple syrup. There is and, lots yeah. of pecan in here. And but you get that in every and the oak and every no. no, no I don't. I never get pecan in barley wine. Like, Wait, hey uh, like date I think it's time for another. Raisin. I think yeah, raisin, raisin, it's time he, for another blind test. He's
4: a whiskey expert. No, shut not Not a barley wine expert. This is true. Yeah, this That's is true. What, it's
3: not true. <laughs> I am neither a whiskey expert or anything this else. This is outstanding. Yeah, and it's I great. It's cool. you, I love this.
0: It's good. No, this is outstanding. I'm very happy yeah, with I will, it. I will arm wrestle you. You know what was unique? One. The gramophone.
2: The gramophone was unique yeah, and true. bizarre and interesting. This is great. I would say the gramophone is one of my favorite beers we've yeah. had on the show in a very long time. But again, that's a little more to my palate. This tastes like than barley wines in general. I had a lot you know, of, but I love this. It's, I, it's delicious. What's uh,
3: what's that founder's uh Canadian breakfast stout?
4: Oh, that's really oatmeal.
3: Good. Yeah, oatmeal and, and maple breakfast. syrup and but have that's, you had the, way, that's
4: way heavier than this is.
3: I know it is.
0: I know I'm not saying but that's it's a stop. That's same. Yeah. not a
1: barley wine. I'm not saying it's the same. Now I just closer said that. to that would be like uh, Adam. like out a here.
0: Scotch ale like their dirty bastard? Or like their old ale. Yeah. I'm what's not saying it's well, like suit Meritsud makes uh, their uh, old brun, their brown ale, which is kind of almost hedging the line between an old ale. It's so good. What's
4: the, what's the price point on the Ranger? Too? I have no, no idea. It's $13. Pretty,
2: it's, no, it's pretty expensive. 20 Yeah. yeah
3: that's, that's okay. I'm okay with that. Oh, $20 for the same I mean, if thing I'm I'm paying, I've had before? If no I'm way. Oh, no, no. This
4: is vastly right. different. I don't have any opinions, guys.
2: The great barley wine debate is coming up in 2020 on this show with Chris Hart, we'll do some blind barley wine taste test. I bet
3: if we did it blind with some other barley wines,
0: you'd be like, oh, shit. Here's the
2: thing. When we do the blind barley wine taste test, it'll be the most expensive beer we've ever blind tasted ever. This
0: says, and I quote, there won't be any reindeer games around Santa's Workshop this year. The jolly old man has gone rogue, collecting tears for this bourbon barrel-aged barley it's wine pretty sadistic release. Santa movie. I like the it. deranged elves were hard at work throughout the summer months, crafting the seasonal holiday ale for your enjoyment. <laughs> don't bother trying to make uh, the nice list. Uh, you're sure to get coal in your stocking for this one.
2: Did we show this one to the camera?
0: No. I don't think we did. I think I I'm think we so should. tethered. Hold on. Let's see if All I can right, make so it. All right.
3: I'll say this if I were to put this in untapped and I'm about to, I would give it a four a four, four being out of five. four being a above average good like great beer, no complaints, but nothing unique about it interesting <laughs> please
4: do I just want to hit you with this mic
3: there's a lot of great cigars out there that draw good and taste good, but there're not there's nothing Special unique about, about it. them. but
4: this is more good or
3: yeah
1: more
4: the, good or uh, hold on. Hold on. So the the 48-year-old uh, the the, the that you got to drink yes. when you were in Scotland, yes. for you, was that unique? Yes. And to me, what would I have probably thought about it?
3: I, you would have noticed a difference as well. Uh, so their standard offering is a 16-year-old luggable, and it's really great.
4: No, it's disgusting.
0: Now wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on. You're Absolutely saying disgusting. that this barley wine has been done before. And what's it special about a new barley wine, yet you brought 17 rums.
3: From different <laughs> regions, and you all noticed the differences. That's exactly what I'm saying. You noticed this, the funky difference, the Negrita weird Haitian aspect, the You Texan did not different. notice the
0: difference in that barley wine?
3: From what? There's no other barley wine on the table. When's the last time you drank a barley wine?
0: Uh, recently. Was it American-style barley well, wine? Yes, that it was. count. Yes, yeah. It see, that, see, that's that much more count.
2: carbonated. It's it's way not too, too happy
0: and bizarre.
3: No, uh, that doesn't even count. All I'm saying is it's good, but it's derivative. It's it's very similar to other brother wines. There's nothing that stands out about it. I go to I go to Ingenious. I get a marshmallow beer cooked in a boot. Hey, that's will you do me a favor? Flavored with. <laughs> El if you pear. have a
0: cigar, put it out on his arm. <laughs> I I don't. Mine went out. All right, Dad, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Child abuse jokes are the <laughs> that best. That was a very twisted moment. I very to twisted like joke. To put it out. Yeah, we've reached a dark
1: place here on <laughs> smoking a Toast. To go uh, along with
0: our dark beer,
2: I just wanted to uh, mention a, a, a very happy uh, story, if I may. Uh, for Thanksgiving, uh, my my family we uh, all met over at my brother-in-law's, and uh, he is like one of my favorite people in, in the world, but he's not a big spirit drinker. So um we you know we usually bring you know he he likes to smoke uh but he's not a big spirit drinker. So we met it's there so bizarre to me And I way. would uh they go hand I, in I hand I went I went to the uh, his little bar where he had some things uh spread out for us that we could drink and I uh saw a bottle of the Balvenie Doublewood. And so I carried it out and I go where'd you get this? He goes, oh, this guy at work gave it to me. Blah 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 blah. I go, do you mind? No, let me tell you about the Balvenie Doublewood. That is, oh, it's great, a fantastic. Was it the? It made for a fantastic evening. The fourteenth, yes, it made for a fantastic evening, and I just wanted to mention it because thank you, Michael. That was freaking awesome, and pretty soon we were pouring it for everybody, and it was one of those special, yeah, that's 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 delicious. Yeah, really, well, the really four, good.
0: The, the Doublewood 14 is the Caribbean cask one. Yes, yes, and it was wonderful. The 12 is good, too, by the way. Although, the problem is, scotch has all been done before, so there's nothing new about it. Because it all tastes like scotch, right? That's not what I said. Imagine
3: <laughs> me not agreeing with one beer preference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Oh, uh, it's okay. Ian, I think it's time to break the log jam and pour some of the Gosling's uh, old right. rum. Um, this is a uh, – and I don't know what else uh, we haven't tried that you brought along, uh, Chris, but I there's did want one, everyone to There's this.
3: one Jamaican rum that I brought that we can we can try. I haven't actually opened it yet. so That's the
4: only one on the table that I've had before, the one you're fixing to open.
0: This one. No, this
2: one. No, the Jamaican is what you're saying, right? Yeah, Jamaican-worthy park, Navy Strength.
0: Ooh, that is a very dark rum.
2: This is a very dark rum. This is the this Goslings old o- Gosling's old rum. I like that they just said old I'm instead of doing this an on age of to statement.
0: Pour across the table here. Right. Have you got cups,
2: Chris? Do you need cups? I will
0: take some right. that's
2: my, my beer one. Okay. Here. Very dark.
0: Yeah. Very I'm, sweet smelling. Oh, wow.
2: And this was uh was wax sealed as uh oh, wow. as you will find occasionally. Licorice? Uh oh. See, we may have to fight
4: about this. You
2: can actually
3: hear me. This smells like soy sauce to me. We
2: may,
4: hey, may have to fight about this. So. Yeah, you know, every time I, every time I think soy sauce, I think salty. So I, I'm not getting that. It doesn't taste you know, that way.
3: It doesn't taste that way.
4: Mm.
0: It's interesting you say
4: that.
3: It makes you want to dip some dumplings in there, you know? <laughs> oh wow. It doesn't. It doesn't taste like uh, soy sauce at all, even close. But. I got a smell, Ian. Does it smell like derivative barley wine?
0: It's got a. It's got a. I. I don't know about That's soy nice. sauce. It's. It's funny he says it because I. I kind of get, oddly enough, like spicy band aid on the nose. Spicy band aid. Spicy
3: band like, aid. As Band-Aid. weird as that may sound, spicy. Yeah. Band-Aid. It sounds weird. But it tastes. I get chocolate dipped golf clubs. Do you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you? Do you get that note as well? <laughs>
0: Yes, but, but which chocolate are you talking about? Like, are we talking about like Cadbury egg chocolate? No. T- Ooh,
4: that's good chocolate. It
0: kind of reminds me of um,
3: soda syrup. It's got kind of a sweet soda. It syrup. is. You know, like flat. It is very oh, kind like of a, like a, syrupy. Like, yeah. a, like a Coca-Cola off-brand, but just the flat version of that. Flat you know, RC. It's, it's Flat RC. That's it.
2: Now, this doesn't have some of the kick. Of some of the other things that we've had, the Kill Devil and others. What's the proof on that? But I think it's, uh, I think it's really complex and delicious. I get a sort of a chocolate syrup vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been mixing forty
3: percent. I've been mixing all the rums together.
0: Gosling's Family Reserve uh, Old Rum has been a secret for generations, enjoyed only by members of the family. Old Rum is created from the. Incomparable Bermuda blend that makes up smooth, full flavors of Gosling's Black Seal rum. This rum is left resting in the oak barrels where it is aged until it has acquired a luscious, well-balanced complexity resulting in the finest of sipping rums. Um, I don't like it. You don't like it? No.
3: Whoa, first of all, can I just talk about the wild ride of emotion I just went through listening to all that for you to drop
2: that bomb in there?
0: Man, I love that about you. Meh.
3: Because you guys have been accused of liking everything in the past. And I know that that's not true We, I've, we I've, have,
4: although you're right, it's completely unfounded It's completely unfounded the only, thing I, the only thing I don't like about it is it's a little too light for me It's too thin Yeah, it's not too thin. thin Thin's not well, the word
2: And well, I would light, say, in thin, fairness, I yeah. you might thing. have liked this more had we had it before First, we went to some sh- of
3: the, correct. True. the yeah. higher proofs, proofs. Yes. So if this was 100 proof, I bet I'd like it a whole lot more but right now, there's too much water in it?
4: If it was barley wine, you might hate it.
3: I didn't hate it. I like the barley <laughs> wine.
0: Ian, tell me why you don't like this. I don't like it because it's got a weird, um, this aftertaste that's chasing me around right now that I can't get rid of. It's kind of a weird, acrid kind of thing going on in the back acrid. of my mouth. Um, a good name. Good word. Uh... I, I don't know. Something about the spice in this just doesn't jive with my palate at all. Uh, it's too much of what it is, if you ask me. Like as far as the uh, as far as the spiced rum, black rum flavor, it's it's too much of that, and it's too sweet. Um, overall, I, I I don't know. It's like like you said to me. This tastes like Dr Pepper syrup. You know, like that well, is I, accurate. Just, I don't really no dig this. No wonder I like it.
3: Right? Oh, doesn't love No pepper. Pepper. wonder I
0: Are like you it. It tastes a DP like guy. Dr. Pepper syrup to me and it's uh <laughs> and you know, I like a Dr. Pepper, but I like to have a little fizzy in there too. But sure. I, a little I don't, no, I, this is just this is this is what I thought rum was before I tasted a lot of rums. And I right. and I don't really dig that. Like you can smell it from a mile away. I think that's a pretty
3: apropos descriptor fascinating i
0: yeah. mean i have a bottle of the regular goslings rum at my house it's been there for probably seven or nine goslings
3: years. does they did i think they do a navy strength yeah
0: the one i have is just their uh naval i think it's the naval black rum that i have at the house that's uh yeah it just sits there i i, I tried it and was like don't, I'm not a big
3: cold-blooded guy. ian that's your new nickname i'm getting that on a shirt yeah. Sorry, man. Cold blooded oh, hey, spirit.
2: Listen. No, it's it's all good. I am going. Back I to really this barley wine. I man. really like it. But you go back to the barley wine, and I have a question for our, our audience because I know we have people that uh, watch the show and listen to the show religiously. Wiki Brian the thinks
0: you're nuts for not liking the uh, barley. Liking oh, did he comment? he yeah, comment? I'm mm-hmm. sure he does.
2: I, so
3: I have a, for, Let me let me address Wiki Brian for a second. I said literally no less than a dozen times I liked it. It's good. There's no complaint or issue with it. Let's but also, it's inside. unremarkable and in the fact that it reminds me of about every other barley wine I've ever had.
0: I forgot what I was doing. I was going to put this on disco mode every time you speak. So.
4: <laughs> to distract people you from what something? I'm saying. No one's brought up. <laughs> is they have the two guys on that nobody cares about at yeah, all. That's a good, good point. We haven't mentioned that today. <laughs> I, I like it. It's genuinely...
3: A great beer. It's not even a good beer. It's a great beer. Yeah. Wiki Brian. Wikipedia that, Brian.
2: <laughs> Ian, would you do me a favor? What's you know that? what they say about Wikipedia? You can't trust it as a source. <laughs> 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 yeah. Ian, would you show the camera your uh, Placentia uh, cigar Such and a great the cigar. evenness of that beer? Oh,
0: yes. Yes, I would, but I'm so tethered to this. Yes, I know. I can't
4: make it that far. Hold
0: on. I have to put this down. I'm going to put this down right
4: now. Notice the links
0: I will
2: go to to get again to put the mic down.
4: So I I challenge you for something on the next couple of times that maybe you're going to smoke a cigar, especially if you're going to review it on the show. So this is something I don't know if I've talked to you about it, but Jose Blanco brings up. Don't light the full cigar. Yeah. Light two-thirds to three-fourths of the way around. You can do the whole rest.
2: Now, would you mind showing the camera my cigar?
4: A great cigar if it's if it's rolled correctly, should yes. even itself
2: out. Should even itself out.
4: Oh wow. So, my
2: question for those who are uh, listening or watching the show in New York is, do you guys want your cigars to burn evenly? It's the binder. Because this one is not. It's the binder. And it's it's a really wonderful it, the cigar has great flavors, but the burn is about to drive me nuts.
4: So, I can tell you 100% why that cigar did it. You notice it didn't do that in the beginning? It started yeah, to I'm reading it his down. comments.
2: I'm trying
3: not to be so, serious right now. <laughs> when the binder
4: is put on, it's a full leaf, and a leaf right. is the widest in the middle. Right. So what they did when they rolled it, they didn't cut part of the sides. So when they put it in the Lieberman machine to, to roll the binder around it, you got way too much binder where they, where they rolled around and they met. Right. So you got double the amount of binder right there than you have so it, the rest yeah, of the cigar. So it holds up the burn. So it holds up the burn on one side. Ian, I'm wondering... Now, when you look
0: at it down the center... Can I see that for a second? Yeah,
2: no, I just touched it up, so...
3: Brian, I didn't say – if I did say that there was no difference in barley wines, it's not what I meant.
0: When you look what at I it down the center and say, I almost see that the roll is somewhat off-center on cigars, that, yeah. that do that from time to time. So,
4: so Ernesto His, and, and Jose, uh, several other master blenders no that I've difference. talked to, you, when you when you knock the you ash knock off, off your cigar, one. if you get a good point, <laughs> yeah. that's the way it should be. That means the Lajero is rolled perfectly. The point in the middle the of the, the cigar, The point in the middle, right?
1: correct.
2: Yeah. Ian, I'm wondering, with Chris Hart is. Firmly established as whiskey expert. Apparently not. I'm just wondering if we should make a point to establish Alan Denny as a
0: cigar expert.
1: I not mean, listen to, listen to what
4: he's telling like, don't us. Don't you about want someone good on that? Like, you know? <laughs> you motherfucker. Have
0: you had 10,000 hours on cigars?
4: Pretty much. <laughs> I 25 say. years experience. I, I think we can go
3: there. Yeah, I don't I think know. we can go there. Uh, I don't know. Are you, are you in
2: Cigar Aficionado? No? Okay. No, no. Actually, no, get there. actually don't worry about about it. issue get there. with their number one selection. Yeah. I think that's something no an expert might do. Uh, guys, do we hey, have listen. enough cups left? To I take issues one more with who, what, the way the
3: Astros handled Garrett Cole. It doesn't oh, make, make me, 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 me a baseball a- uh, expert. Well, you know what I mean? See, that's wow. a whole
2: other thing. Do a whole podcast whole on that thing. alone. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> the Chris Hart baseball podcast would be pr- – I, I would subscribe. I'd hey, listen. Yeah. I would subscribe twice. All right, I'm gonna like. Uh, I'm doing this for the show. I'm gonna take the rest of this rum down do you, because do I want, love the Gosling. Do you want the rest of mine? Uh, sure. And in one there. and one go. Yeah. I'll, oh I'll, my gosh! I'll so one. exciting! I'll drink that. Because I I no. no I I, I'm I drinking that. that because I do want to try some of this last one here. This, this Jamaican uh, transcontinental rum line
0: Jamaican. What are you pouring for us now, the? The
3: Jamaican, but I don't even know how to open it. There's no tab on it. You
2: have a knife on you. I have a. You have a knife on. Smoking, you like and toasting, and bottle of it. Have a knife
3: and a and a Confederate flag. <laughs> I can let you. I can let you shoot the tip of
2: it off.
1: <laughs>
0: Don't cut your finger, please. I'm not liable.
3: I'm a knife expert. I got
0: it. Noted.
4: <laughs>
2: actually, He's an expert on a, a lot man, of things A man with ten thousand hours on You have posted a knife.
4: some beautiful knives on Facebook.
2: So here's what we'll do. We will now refer to him as whiskey slash knife expert.
0: The slash is apropos if you're going to be a nice expert. That's
2: right. And we're not talking
0: about Guns N' Roses' guitar player. (laughs) Although we could.
4: You know, I wonder how many people think Lars Teton is the other Lars. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lars Teton plays (laughs)
2: drums (laughs) for (laughs) Metallica. Well, Uh, how many
4: guys do you know named Lars? That's true. It's not
2: a super common (laughs) name. Yeah.
0: Guys, be careful. This, this podcast might get silly. All right. This is our final rum of the
2: show. Chris, do you have a uh, cup? I'm
0: Maybe laughing this... at
3: Brian's comments here.
1: Oh, this rum. This, uh, this Just a touch. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you see? <laughs> you what saw was Brian's comment. comment? <laughs> is it shareable? <laughs> oh, this reminds oh, this me is of is hazelnuts. I, l-
0: I love Brian. He's quick on the uptake. He is.
2: He is indeed. Do you want to read that one? Uh, he says, apparently the Yankees bribed Cole with Masetto Merlot 2004 <laughs> because 320 plus million was not enough. <laughs> so, that's our uh, that's our boy. That's Wiki Brian. Um, all right, the final rum we're trying here uh, on the show. And thank you, Chris, by the way, for bringing sure. such a wonderful assortment of rums. This is, this is the uh, Navy Strength. What does Navy Strength mean?
3: Well, actually, it's not fully defined, but it, generally speaking, it's a high-proof Uh, So it used to be defined as British proof to the point that it was like you could light it on fire. But uh, what is it? What is it, list 59? 57? Uh, um, Right there. 57.18. Thank you. So what's that work out to? I think... uh,
4: 114.3.
3: Right. But British proof is slightly higher. I thought
4: if British proof is fire... You can yeah, so it'd be high.
3: Yeah, yeah. Long story short, it's uh, it's just a high proof rum. So, Jamaican rum. The other big guy in uh, Jamaica is called Worthy Park. That's WP, right? Hey, yep, yeah, Worthy Park is very well liked and respected. But if you notice on this, you get a lot of hazelnuts, specifically, kind of like a, kind of a nutty pecan pie note. It is on the nose.
0: It is actually. I really like this rum a lot. Wow,
3: very happy with it. Man, see, you can really, unlike barley wines, you can really taste a <laughs> difference in Here varying regions. You know, it's pretty, look at your face right
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> this you has been my favorite bitch. episode of the show in a very long time. Will you throw this out, I just, want, <laughs> I just want to say that. Just, just throw, just throw that it's, brick it's in my, been, my direction. It's been my favorite episode of the show in a very long time. <laughs> it's um, so, uh, no, it, it's delicious. You're right, hazelnut. <laughs> Hazelnut. It's an interesting Big note time. for rum, because typically right. yeah, you always really get around sugar. You, yeah, not something you would uh,
0: expect. It's not super sweet as rums go. It's very sweet right up front, and then kind right. of finishes with a little bit of a class, so to speak. A little delicacy, actually.
2: And that's what I'm hoping we can do, actually, with today's show. It's finished <laughs> with a little class a little bit and of class. delicacy.
0: Wrong Today, show. today's show is <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about, about class and delicacy. I, yeah, yeah. my legs are
3: crossed like a gentleman yeah, i, I yeah. am as classy and as, as
2: um, <laughs> guys, <laughs> I, I, like a um i would like to thank uh, both of you for uh celebrating our last show of the year oh wow our I last nice. show of Ram month oh uh, no show next week us. yeah we're taking a taking a week off for the holidays the day after christmas so uh i'll be uh, i'll be at home enjoying whatever gift it is that Ian has decided to uh uh, gift bestow. Holiday. Yes. bestow. Bestow is the bestow. word, yes. That's the yeah. word I was looking for. Uh, but no, I just... Uh, listen, we've had, I think, a super enjoyable year on this show. And it's been so much fun. And I want to... Yeah, that burn, Ian, is just like This flawless, burn is like razor. Oh, yeah. oh, that's great. And mine's Sorry. better now that I touched it up. But I have a feeling it won't stay. What's the tiny
0: little life? point in the center? Yeah, I like it. Except for um, it fell off on me.
2: Chris, your uh, show, Whiskey Neat, is... Fantastic! Anyone that's not checking it out regularly should.
4: Wait, isn't it true that now your second largest market's in India? No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no. So what happened was we took Amrut on as a sponsor, one of the most, the most like well-respected Indian sure. single malt, and then all of a sudden our numbers jumped in India specifically. So our top ten cities that week. Four of them were Indian cities, like Hyderabad or some, you know, Mumbai and <laughs> right. a couple other ones.
2: But I will say our numbers jumped recently in Jersey City. I have no idea what that means. Did you have someone on from? I, I have no idea. Really? I have no idea. Yeah, it just happened. Well, thanks so much
3: for having know. me on. It's been a fun yeah. ride. I, I love the show. I love.
2: I well, love this show. You're uh, honestly, you are like all kidding aside. You're one of our very favorite guests.
4: We love having
3: you. The, the favorite. You can say in front of him. He's okay. Well, okay. He's a big boy.
2: Yeah.
4: Well, you are our favorite the guest. Favorite. So, I know this Brian's is having a stroke. Me and Ian talked about this about 2 weeks ago because actually another guest that's been on the show, Cam Cook, mm-hmm. brought this up. I ordered it. But I couldn't get it here in time. Order what? The belt. The belt. The belt.
3: You guys ordered a, a number one podcast guest belt? So,
4: Stupid. I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrestling belt. Stupid.
2: <laughs> a number one
0: podcast
4: guest I was going to wear it in today. <laughs> oh, that would have been beautiful. But it's, it's not even going to be here till after the you first You know what?
0: Beer. But it's kind of like Mardi Gras beads. In the right situation, you really, really want them.
4: Yeah. After a whole bunch of stout beer.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: or
0: barley wines. Or barley, wine. barley wines. Yeah.
2: Or rum. Uh, Which all tastes
1: kind of
4: like rum.
2: Before we close out, I I wanted to just pose this question to the panel. Have any of you guys, and I realize that not all of you do a show, but have any of you guys ever been arrested by one of your guests? (laughs) How did you hear about this already? You know, how did you, <laughs> the, uh, how did you hear about this already? The uh, the the word travels fast on the internet. <laughs> Were you you weren't on that episode. The, the podcast <laughs> fairy. How did you? I gotta hear that. How did you know about this? Because <laughs> it's not coming out till Friday. <laughs> Is this a show that you haven't uh, posted yet? The the done? show we posts
3: Friday, where I admit this story that came up recently. How did you hear about Spoiler this?
2: Spoiler alert. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Well, um. Let's just say that... <laughs> no, not let's just say. Let, say no, it. No, uh, uh, I'll say it. <laughs> I heard about this from the the person that has been on our show more than any other person. Oh, that's right. You were on that was, show. Was uh, Jeremiah? You were, you were on that show. <laughs> no, I that, would, <laughs> that would be you. Okay, I'm trying to put it together.
3: You forgot you were on that episode <laughs> that airs Friday. Yeah, no. The, <laughs> you let him on your show? I, I didn't put two and two together until it was already happening. I was the only time I've ever spent the night in jail.
2: Oh, you spent the night in jail? I spent the night
3: in jail. It was a horrifying experience in local Deer Park police. I I realized after the fact that the guy that took me there that night was on my show recently. (laughs) So it it drops Friday. So, Polly Shore took you to jail. Polly Shore (laughs) took me to jail. Yeah, yeah, probably sure did. He asked me if I would wheeze the juice. I told him no, so he handcuffed me. <laughs> Guys,
2: if that isn't enough, to check out Whiskey Meat. I don't know what is. So, uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on Thank you show. so much. Fun. Uh, it is always a pleasure to have you. Let's do this again. In fact, let's do it. You know, right before the social. We absolutely should, uh, absolutely should. Show and and, uh, and HoustonWhiskeySocial.com,
3: Get your tickets for the event, February eighth.
0: We'll
4: Man, say it again. If event you don't
0: go to the Houston Whiskey Social, you are silly.
2: You're missing e- out. Even if you live somewhere else, you should come to town for this show.
4: A lot don't of people do. Barley wines it's there. Though. A lot of people yeah. come from out of
2: state the for it The guy this that
0: does the show yeah. is kind of prejudiced against barley wines. Yeah, <laughs>
3: <laughs> absolutely. Hey, by the way, one last thing,
2: Alan. Chris, oh, fuck you. <laughs> We, which you won't hear on Whiskey Neat, by the way. It bleeped you know, out. <laughs> on podcast, oh, podcast forum, perhaps. Well, gentlemen, I, I love you all. Thank you so much. And have a wonderful Salut. Christmas and holiday season. <laughs> Ian, my friend.
0: Oh, my friend. Cheers. Love you. And love you guys. And,
2: Merry uh, Christmas. And Adam on the wheels of steel, thank you Happy so much. Happy New Year. And have a wonderful holiday. We will be back the day after New Year. And uh, we wish you all... A wondrous and joyous holiday season. Cheers, my friends.